Hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Unpaid Programming Podcast. I'm Lawrence, joined as always by John, Jeff, and Mike. Happy Pearl Harbor Day, everybody. That's today? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Is this the day that we'll live in infamy? The day that yes, we'll live in uh, infamy. It's the, the date of the beginning of the United States involvement in what is, I think, the best war. <laughs> it's the, everybody's, the best, it's everybody's favorite, favorite war. There are, there are more buffs of... World War II and the Civil War have the most buffs. That's true. Yeah, and why is that? Do you know why? What makes these wars so fascinating to I people? I think when it comes to World War II... I think the the reason why there are so many people who are fascinated with it is the United States was unambiguously on the good side. <laughs> I guess that's true. I think, that's, I think true. That, that, that's probably but a why reason. But why are there no World War I buffs? Well, because we got into it so late. It was almost over by the time we even got in, so... Yeah, you want to jump on those wars early. <laughs> that's how you get, that's how you get popular. You gotta why, aren't, early. why aren't there any War of 1812 buffs? Well, cause, Why can't I go to a War of 1812 reenactment? Well, because we lost most of that war, except for one battle, and it was like a draw. So, uh, Do we have the Queen of England on our money? <laughs> it wasn't to, to bring say, us back I'd into say the we fold. Won. <laughs> it what? was our attempt to annex Canada. Yeah, really. <laughs> Thank God we didn't. Yeah. yeah we'd, we'd have Mike back. Why? Though. We were so close. <laughs> That's later in Nobody the show. wants them. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Canada. <laughs> or Don Cherry. We could have Don Cherry. But as for the Civil War, there are, I think a lot of the buffs are, are people who believe that their side was the correct side. Oh. No, I don't think that's true. There's plenty of uh, just general Civil War buffs. Oh, that that's aren't, true, too. They're not waving Confederate flags the, the, around. The, the peop- I, I think the, the people who get really into it, like the reenactors. You know, just down the street, uh, well, from me... There was a guy that had this white truck, like an older truck, you know, 80-something F-150, that he had two flags on the back. One was a Confederate flag here in the north, Uh, and the other one was a flag that was black, and it had a picture of a gun, and it said, come and take it. Oh, I love those people. I wanted to take the flag because it was inviting me to. (laughs) He's just daring me to come and take this flag. Or take the truck. (laughs) I don't care about your gun. I have plenty of guns. Then then park it at my house and then he'll see it. (laughs) What are you doing? You stole my truck and moved it 20 feet? Come and take it. He said to take it. I didn't have a choice. It's like when you put a desk outside and write take it on it. (laughs) What am I going to do? It's out. Outside, we're leaving it. It's free. Yeah, all cars are free. <laughs> Jeff, you'll appreciate when I was in high school. We one of our uh, my favorite pranks was we had a friend who had a Dodge truck who had Mopar on the back of his truck, which Mopar is uh, is yeah, a Dodge thing for diesels or some shit. I don't really know. No, it's just that's been their their parts for since like the seventies. Yeah, it's 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 the something. Dodge it's, a, it's a very Dodge specific yeah. thing. And so we we took an Exacto knife and a scraper and took part of the M off and scraped it to where it said no par. <laughs> And, uh, Whoa! Wow! They, they chased us. Oh my God! They chased us. How, yeah. how much time How'd did you end? do for that? Uh, it's okay. I have my my sentence communicated. <laughs> communicated <laughs> or not communicated? Communicated. <laughs> communicated. It was, my sentence. It, it was well communicated to me uh, what my sentence was. So. <laughs> Fifty dollar fine and time served like on night court. <laughs> 
Well, that was fun, huh, guys? <laughs> yeah. That's all we got. Good night, everybody. Oh, uh, I wanted to transition into the we don't commuting, do... sent, uh, commuting sentences, but uh, no, we don't. Since, we... Will you let me finish my fucking sentence, please? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I know we don't do it. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, get a little interrupting, Andy, over here. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake, John! But I was going to say, since we, we don't are... do transitional material on this program. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been appropriate, so we just had a moment of silence. <laughs> yeah, we used to do like item one, boom, item two, boom. <laughs> item two. So item two. What is it? So that that uh there was a fella who has served time in a Philadelphia prison mm -hmm. for uh a robbery. He was an accessory to murder, in fact, where uh his partner shot this shot an individual who was uh Involved in that, if I'm getting this right, I'll have to look at the notes here. Well, what's happening is this is kind of, I think this has made national news, actually. It has, yeah. And uh, so it's, uh, there's been a trend in Pennsylvania here where we live. Where. Where, <laughs> where Governor Tom Wolf uh, and the state have been trying to commute sentences. Is that mm -hmm. the word? Communicate yes. sentences. Yeah, communicate yep. sentences. <laughs> <laughs> To, what uh, does the cat say? <laughs> you know, ones that are probably unnecessarily long. Now, this individual, yeah. uh, his name is David Shepard. Yes, David Shepard. Uh, he was scheduled to be released. Yeah, he served 25 years. Served 25 years for serving as a lookout in a robbery that went bad. Yeah. An armed robbery that went bad where the yeah. a fella got shot. Fella got shot, yeah. Oh, I thought it went bad like they didn't get as much stuff as they <laughs> thought they would. <laughs> Well, he <laughs> <laughs> got caught. He came back, and the watch wasn't a Rolex. But anyhow, so he got, got like three dollars and a Casio. <laughs> <laughs> so he had gotten a life a life sentence, right? A life sentence. Yes, uh, for this robbery, and so now he's being released yeah, because his sentence got commuted mm -hmm. by the governor. And That's so, what's happening now, and the reason why this is national news is because. Uh, there is some pain-in-the-ass district attorney yeah. in Delaware County who has already lost an election, so yes. she is not coming back. She's, she, was, she was tsunamied out of office. She is a lame duck. Mm -hmm. So she has about three weeks left on the job and decides to have this... Or did she just announce that she was going to, or did this actually happen? Uh, he went right into the Hooskow after he was released. Back into, yeah, yeah right he left state in. penitentiary and went straight to, uh, to county, county yeah. jail. Yeah, yeah. Thrown into the post. So it was, it was immediately. Delaware County. <laughs> yeah. On a 1992 shoplifting charge. For Jeans West, which I should point out, it's not even around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so he stole some jeans. Three pairs of jeans. 360 some dollars yeah. worth of uh, merchandise, yeah. All to be thrown back in the pokey 25 years later. And the reason why that they're saying that the statute of limitations did not expire on this is they, they said he was a fugitive. <laughs> a fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's her argument. <clears throat> wow. So he was a fugitive while he was in jail? Yeah. yeah. Apparently you can be a fugitive and in custody. This is Philadelphia police for you. Apparently they can't even fucking find the criminal that's already in jail. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't even that. It was... It's, what it is is like... What is this woman's motivation is my question. It's... Uh, she's trying to get back at Tom Wolf because he campaigned for her successor. Oh, I know what it happened. He stole the jeans. Yeah. And then he was on the lamb from the jeans robbery. But then he said, you know what? I know the perfect place to hide. So he committed another crime and went to jail for 25 <laughs> years. 
So you could hide in jail. Committed a much more serious crime to skirt the, <laughs> yeah. the, skirt the minor crime. <laughs> to, to avoid the, the James West incident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be time for stealing jeans. You know, the funny thing was, whenever we were, uh, we were texting back and forth about yeah. what we were going to talk about today, and, and Lawrence brought up Jeans West, and for a brief moment, I thought that was the name of the district attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Jeans. Yeah, it has been. I thought that place. Was, that was, wow, what a wonderful name. <laughs> that place has been out of business oh. for a long time. Would work. <laughs> Mr. Green Jeans West. So five pairs of jeans he stole, uh, totaling up to three hundred and sixty bucks. How high end was this company? Not very. <laughs> it wasn't very high end. So it's like ninety dollar jeans in like nineteen ninety two. You found them in a lot of That's malls. That's like five thousand dollars now. <laughs> but this is a brand of jeans. He wasn't stealing like Bugle Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what brand it was. I know he stole them jeans, from Jeans. This is West. a jeans store that sells very you know. Yeah, and you could find them in malls. There was one at Century okay. 3 for a while. So it's like a jeans outlet. Yeah. Ah. Ain't going to see them no more. No. <laughs> you walk in, the entire store is blue. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have jean jackets? You know, no. that's a good question. <laughs> no jean jackets, only pants. Only jean pants. <laughs> well, they sell, pa- sell pants here. Well, denim socks. Denim socks. <laughs> denim, socks. <laughs> <laughs> denim condoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh. Oh shit! <laughs> That's not good for anybody. So yeah, so this this fellow Boy, right. is right back in jail because the uh, district attorney of Delaware County lost an election, blames Tom Wolf for it, and wants to kind of get back at him in some way. And this this guy is basically a pawn in this. Yeah, he's just being pushed back and forth between yeah. pokey to pokey. Yeah, and and the argument for him is is that well he has been in the can for twenty five years. <laughs> Well, the funny thing was, a spokesperson for the Delaware County District Attorney's Office said, well, he, he should have at least come down and let us know where he was. <laughs> come down. Come down from the... From he has the, to come down and face the charges. Yeah. He never... So, it's his responsibility. Is this, to yeah. is, okay, so... He was supposed to escape jail and then go, like, look, I, need, I should be serving time for this other crime, too. It's like when a kid's out of school for, like, cancer or some crazy shit, and they're like, well, you should have came and got your homework. Kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That'd How be funny dare if, you? It's if your he, responsibility. The entire time he was in jail, he kept telling guards, like, look, I was never tried for when I stole the jeans. <laughs> you gotta take me down to the courthouse. <laughs> I've gotta be tried for stealing these jeans. What do I do? So, my question is, so, obviously, in any state, unless some really, really crooked ones, the governor swings a bigger dick than the district attorney. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so what is the uh, plan of recourse here? Well, what can they possibly do? Tom, can, can, can Tom Wolf Tom, save the day again? Tom Wolf can issue a pardon. I guess he can. Hey, he could just pardon the... He could pardon, pardon the, the, the theft. Dean, or the, the gene theft. I mean, there's, there, I, don't, I can't see any reason why he wouldn't do that. So why I hasn't he done it already? I don't know if he has or hasn't. I haven't heard so what, any updates on this. Or if he's... Uh, you know, there, there's always a lot that goes into this kind of thing, whether or not you want to issue a pardon. They're very careful about that. A shoplifting pardon I don't think is going to be a political suicide. <laughs> well, they're, they're very careful about that sort of thing in, in, in the governor's office. It's not, he it's may, not, he not may Paul still do it. we're talking about here. Oh, yeah. You know, it is, it is the weekend. He, he might be busy. He did steal those jeans. You know, those are expensive jeans. Yeah, that, that, them ain't cheap. He wasn't stealing a pair of Wranglers. <laughs> pair of rustlers. <laughs> like my good car hearts. What if he still those, you know those old man jeans that don't quite look like denim? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's up with that? At what what's age? What's up with those jeans? Some I of them don't, don't have back pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. So they're like sweatpants? 
They look. That's a weird material. It's it's really odd. I don't even know what they're made out of. So it's know, like cotton. Some kind. Yeah. Cotton. Kind of cotton, cotton or jeans. Oh, yeah, are they really jeans? jeans then? Latex. I don't know. It's, the, Seems they, like they, they would be sweatpants. Sort of like <laughs> yeah. are, are we all in agreement what we're talking about though? Like, you, Mikey, you, you've seen the old man jeans. The old, yeah, yeah I, the old I, man I, jeans. We have a neighbor. God bless his soul. Who's like ninety six years old and who still gets out and mows his yard. And he does it in the old man jeans, but with like a really tight pullover hoodie. <laughs> and we can't tell when he's doing it if he's some like burglar or hoodlum, oh. or if he's if he's our ninety six year old neighbor George. Well, I mean, chances but, are it's George. So we've had this conversation actually, literally about the same. Not quite in this context. Now, though. this is for the group. Have you ever like you know like for example, work with somebody where you see them pretty frequently in life, and they're wearing regular jeans, and all of a sudden they just switch over to old man jeans. <laughs> Did that happen to you? Yes, it has. Wow. It's yeah, never my, happened to me. My, my dad went through that phase, actually. Yeah, oh, no. I can recall that point in time, because he always wore, and I, it freaks me out, because I basically dress as my dad with a white t-shirt and black pants was... now <laughs> as I'm getting older, and I'm like, Jesus, is this what I'm turning into? But he hit about 58, 59, and just one day we showed up, and we were like, my God, Dad, what happened? <laughs> you let yourself go. I think that's what I'm going to get my dad for Christmas, a pair of old man jeans. <laughs> He's not there yet. <laughs> he just gets. He opens the box. It's like, oh, it's that time. Isn't it? <laughs> Comes a time in every man's life. Uh, we're gonna have to switch <laughs> over to the old man jeans. Can you get an old man jean jacket? <laughs> I think all jean jackets are for old men at this point. No, 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 no. You know, it's 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 a it's a denim thing. Yeah, it's a denim thing. It's a denim thing. It's, it's denim. the denim. It's not real denim. It's something else. Final. <laughs> no, that, I mean that would that would be more like uh, fake leather pants. Like, yeah. like if you wanted the look of leather pants without the expense, you get as they, as they pants. break away. Yeah, they start cracking after yeah, a healing. couple of months. What Teflon pants? <laughs> Teflon pants. I can't sit down. I'll just slip. So the, so the Earl stains don't get stuck to my britches. Hey, <laughs> now, now that's useful. <laughs> I feel as if I need to bring my hometown, you know, persona into the show a little bit more. Oh, often. go for it! Yeah, <laughs> hey, we welcome it. Whatever you have to offer, Mike, here, start out there. <laughs> Throw it out there, just. But yeah, no, I, I read this article you were talking about, John, and I thought it was kind of interesting. And I, it, uh, the the one of the pushbacks that I had read from the people who were against his sentence being uh, commuted, not communicated. I'm really, I'm gonna keep fucking that up. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Was that? The there was frustration that the victim's family at this point had not been consulted at all, and that they were concerned that the the victim's family wasn't being well represented by the by the gentleman being left out of prison. So right, that was, that was I, another element. I understand that, um, but to me, like you can argue victim victims' rights, victims' rights till the cows come home, and you're going to have a sympathetic ear, no matter what, just because they were a victim. But what? What this kind of fails to acknowledge, though, is this guy didn't actually kill the person. They didn't. He was a lookout. So what's yeah. he gonna do? Which, Come which by still, their house and look out? Yeah. I mean, it still makes him an accessory to murder. Of course, of course. So you do jail time for that. Twenty-five years, I think, is plenty. I think. Yeah. yeah. I, think, yeah. I think that's. A... And if they, you know, the the law, the the system, or whatever, decided that that was enough time. The governor did. Yeah. Then why put him because back these... in jail for stealing jeans? Ooh. Maybe the family, they're, they're big jeans wearers. <laughs> they own a the jean factory in Burlington, Vermont. He they used to own jeans. jeans West. They used to own Jeans West. <laughs> After that robbery got After that robbery, they were never the same. <laughs> Stocks plummeted. They never recovered from that $360 robbery. <laughs> Those five pairs, they were hanging on, man. <laughs> that negative PR that they got from it, man. 
Yeah, the victim's just... family is afraid that he's going to get out and start stealing all their jeans. Apparently, <laughs> 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 they stealing their jeans. What next, Wrangler? Yeah, taking all their dungarees. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, you know, there, there's a side of this too, and that that frustrates me. Yeah, because the uh, you know the, the the argument against the gentleman comes from people who would uh, predominantly conservative side of the of the coin. I think. I would and, imagine, yeah. Yeah, and these are the of same course. people that proclaim themselves to be evangelical. And, and you know, me being the liberal evangelical, because I go to church. You, you know, go to <laughs> church. You know, uh, that I am. I, I, I get frustrated with that argument because it's, it's one of those big things with the whole Christianity thing is you're supposed to forgive people, aren't you? Yeah, that's yeah. gone out the window a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, that's that went away. only when it's convenient. Pretty much ever <laughs> since, like, the Jerry Falwells and the Jim Bakers and the no. Peter Popoffs and the Ted Haggards and the uh, Jimmy Swaggerts and how many more names can I rattle off here? Rex Humbard. Okay, fine, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what, at what point do, do, do you have Marino's. to? Do you have to forgive everyone? Yeah. Well, yeah, if you're Christian, but yeah. I don't think in real life you have to forgive everyone. Yeah, the Jewish community still hasn't forgiven Jeff for his rant last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're we not got Christians, some calls so. about that. One. <laughs> we got some calls. On they, that. they don't have to. They're not. They're not Christians. They don't follow the teachings of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Bless Superstar. His name. <laughs> Superstar. Superstar. <yeah. laughs> Or his coat of many colors. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's kind of an interesting point uh, that you're bringing up. And the reason why is because, like, throughout my life, you know, I, I have been a uh, church goer to some degree. I call myself a practicing a la carte Catholic, <laughs> where I kind of just pick and choose what I like. You come across a lot of assholes in positions of authority, like priests. Yeah. How do you get to be a holy person and an asshole at the same time? Well, <laughs> like that it's should be a... some sort of rule. Like the first question: Are you an asshole? Well, it's not about. It's about this this sweet sweet uh, altar boys. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what it's all about. That's those, why those, people join the priesthood. Those supple hairless bums. <laughs> when you say supple hairless bums, yeah. are we talking about like hobos? I'm, or... I'm pretty sure I read that in the Bible. You <laughs> <laughs> get somewhere in Job, actually. And ye shall go forth. <laughs> and touch the ruin boy. <laughs> ruin uh, boys assholes <laughs> traumatized it's, it's, uh, the kindle <laughs> the kindle <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, Mike, you doing a sign of cross? Yeah, sorry, there. I didn't mean. I didn't mean. I didn't bring. Didn't mean to bring uh, Jesus into the show. But <laughs> that's okay. I like. I, I like it. I think this is know. a good direction we're going. That's okay. That's okay. Well, you know, ye shall go forth and spread thy seed on the face <laughs> of the youth of thine flock. <laughs> The holy facial. I think that was uh, Paul, Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Twenty-one to twenty-five. Yeah, we heard that one a lot growing up, actually. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm gonna die. The, the, George, the George Carlin joke came into my head as Jeff was uh, reading his passages. Yeah. Yes, re reading. His reading. Copy. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I guess I'm going to borrow it here, just, just because I have to get it out. Okay, well, when, get it out. When Jesus said, suffer the children, come unto me, that's not what he meant! <laughs> yeah, I got it out. Thank you. Here you go. Uh, thanks, guys, for indulging me there. Uh, nice job. It was always there a pleasure, Carlin. Feel better. But yeah, so this whole thing, like, what? I don't understand the point here. This, this, this just jacks me off, because it's so unnecessary. Well, really, at the end of the day, this guy is just a pawn in a battle between this prosecutor... And the governor. 
That's all it is. And the other thing is, he's going to a halfway house. That's yeah. he, he has to spend a year in a halfway house, you know, hanging out, you know, behaving himself. Work release. As you, you do. Know. Yeah. Slowly beginning to contribute to society again. Yeah. And half contributing half to society. Contributing. Okay, so if the argument is the victim's family wasn't notified, okay? Hey, he's, uh, he's out Friday. Thanks. Okay, notified. Now what? Yeah. So <laughs> what if they're not happy? It doesn't. They want justice. You know, for their, at the end uh, of the day, at the end of the day, what an individual wants at some point is not going to matter versus what is right. I a... want Lawrence to be in jail for the rest of his fucking life. Yeah, me too. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean it should happen. You should frame him for something. <laughs> I'm missing a couple pair of jeans at home. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I couldn't Ooh. fit into your jeans. <laughs> so I said, I'm just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> he needed all three to make a pair for himself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a nice callback. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna out in the yard. I'm gonna have a uh, like the crate that's being held up by a stick, <laughs> and then a, and a pair of really big jeans <laughs> to lure Lawrence into stealing the jeans. <laughs> With some very mischievous music playing in the background. I could sneak around. <laughs> then I trap Lawrence under the box, and I immediately call Tom Wolf. <laughs> I got another Gene Thief. <laughs> and that's how we're going to put Lawrence in jail. Hey, you see call, what you did? You had to call the Delaware County DA. You got three weeks to pull it off, buddy. <laughs> Go back to your earlier point, though, John. I think there's a difference between revenge and justice. Right, and I think that that's that's kind of where you have to draw the line. Is if, if if the only thing you want is for this man to suffer because you want to get revenge, that's that's not. That's the guy not wasn't even the guy that did it. He right. just kind of you know. For all we know, they never planned on anyone being killed. No, no. I, I think and the, and the man showed remorse. But I, you know, to your point though, Lawrence, too. If you've seen a picture of the guy, yeah, I kind of makes sense now. I, I like I feel for him because he just looks like a. He looks like a stereotypical bad guy. Like he's, he's oh, just an on. eye patch short of him. <laughs> I need a, you know, I need a fucking I need character. A, sure. I'm gonna hey, grab a beer. I'll be right back. Wait a minute, John. I need you to sit there for a second because <laughs> you, you, said, you, you like said you, you said you sit there. <laughs> you said they never planned on the guy being killed. I didn't say that. I said it's a possibility that never planned on the guy being killed. I'm just I'm just wondering why that matters in this whole thing. <laughs> well, because well, it, because because be premeditated <laughs> is yeah, you I, know I, the difference between first and second degree murder. I get that, but I thought when you were committing a crime and you murder, if you murder someone during the committing of a crime, isn't that still first degree murder? That's second yes. degree murder. That's second degree yeah. murder. Second. That should yeah. be first degree murder. It's manslaughter, I think. If it's, uh... <laughs> no, manslaughter is different. Manslaughter like... is when it's like sort of an accident. Yeah, but it's still kind of your fault, like drinking. But it's your driving, fault. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not talking. But what I'm talking about, as far as the individual that we're ta- that we uh, are discussing, are, are discussing. Yeah, is that. Uh, he was a looker. That's all he did. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Know. So he has, for all we know, that he wasn't part of, yeah, I'm going to look out while you go kill this guy. His intention was, I'm going to look out while you go rob the place. Hmm. I see. So inadvertently, he, or, or maybe they did plan on it. I don't know. But I, I, doubt, he'd be, I doubt his case would have gone to the board of review uh, for if this was communication, a <clears throat> commutation, whatever the fucking word is. Communion. If, <laughs> communion. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I'm assuming that because his case got looked at in the first place, that it was probably just an armed robbery that had gone bad. Yeah, I imagine so. Well, I don't know that for sure, so I can't really speak. I tried looking it up. I couldn't find it. Uh, the details as far as that are, that, that didn't involve Jeans West, district attorney. <laughs> 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 
Delaware County. <clears throat> Jeans Genie West. <laughs> Genie Jeans West. It's related to Kanye. Actually, actually, you know what? I think this might be one of the ones that the uh, the Kanye Kardashian team is, uh, you know, trying to call attention to, because that's kind of like their thing for a little while. They 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 have these few cases where, ah, oh, you know, enough's enough. Let them out. You know that kind of thing. Uh, they got Trumps here on one of them. And they got a, they got women out. So do they ever help with like legal fees for these people <laughs> with their billions of dollars? Well, Kim is now in law school. So oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I'm sure she'll, uh, you know, really... She'll do well. <laughs> ...make a difference with that uh, law degree of hers. It's like a ghetto legally blonde. This guy is a public defender, so no. Or maybe he's an adequate public defender, I don't know. I don't know what It's really is. hard to be an adequate public defender. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. yeah, so why don't the... Why doesn't Kanye West... Uh, Kanye Jeans West... <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and Kim Kardashian West... Why don't they get them a, get the guy a real lawyer? They can get a... With their billions of dollars. See, who's and, left from the OJ team? Billions of uh, dollars yeah. in Who hasn't died made? yet? Well, F. Lee Bailey's still alive, but I think he's no, been he's... disbarred. Oh, yeah. Is, is F. Lee Bailey's still alive? Yeah. Could, they could use their, you know, part of their jeans fortune <laughs> to help this guy out. They could hire Rudy Giuliani. He's busy. <laughs> he's busy. <laughs> he's in, he's Ukraine, in the Ukraine actually, right yeah. now. Actually, yeah, we'll get into that. I'm going to go grab a beer. And uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Anybody need a beer while I'm up? I'm good. Just go get it. All right. <laughs> go get your damn beer already. Thanks, Mom. You could have got one before we started Mom, taping. But... I had a beer. <laughs> <laughs> you finished it very quickly. Oh, so you know what? Uh-huh. So I remember a while back on this show, yeah. I, I talked about a movie that I saw on Netflix. Uh, sorry, Mike, this was before your time. Oh, that's uh, all right. Which means it was before, like, four weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I watched the uh, some about a movie I saw on Netflix that I, I really enjoyed because it was really terrible, <laughs> and I and I went through a whole rundown of the entire movie and it was one of those like dumb you know guy kidnaps the woman who was played by Brenda Song. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I saw a movie on Netflix recently and it was I was really disappointed because it was terrible, mm. but I didn't enjoy it. Oh. And actually, it was my wife that wanted to watch it. And well, that's already a, a red flag. Red flag. Well, yeah. yeah, it was. And we got about, like, we got, we got 10 seconds in. 10 seconds. <laughs> and we decided we weren't going to watch it the first time. Wow. <laughs> that's a really because, quick snap judgment to make. Yeah, that's well, pretty impressive. Well, one of the people in the movie is Joan Cusack. Okay. Joan Cusack? No, Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. So it's, the movie starts with okay, a voiceover. Okay, lady. But it starts with a voiceover of Joan Cusack. And she's like. That's not a good start. No, it wasn't because the first line is like, "It rarely snows on Christmas Eve in Northern Illinois," <laughs> with that weird list that she has. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we got like ten seconds in and decided we were going to watch something else. But we ended up going back and watching the movie anyway because I was hoping that it would be. Because she was like, "Oh yeah, this is going to be terrible." She she agreed with me that it was going to be a bad movie. Yeah. But still, I was but like, well, watch maybe, it <laughs> maybe it'll be bad like that other Netflix movie we watched was bad. The good bad. Yeah, yeah, that was it was really funny. Uh, but no, it was just bad. Just, it was bad. just regular That's disappointing. bad. And stupid Joan Q. Shack. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then my wife was getting mad at me because I kept repeating her lines going, It's <laughs> 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 like, stop that. <laughs> stop what? But it's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of the movie was Jeff going, <laughs> 
But it was just one of those movies where it's a bunch of teens, who, you know, high school teens. Teens. Who are, uh, you know. Terrible It's people. one of those, you know, those movies where there's all these different sort of little stories happening at once and they cross paths a little bit. But yeah. they're all, it's all leading up to this thing that's happening at the end. Yeah. Like that movie, yeah. there was a movie called Valentine's Day. Really? Oh, and, with the... Yeah, and everybody's on different dates and yeah. then it all leads up no, to something. And then there's another one called New Year's Eve where there's all these different stories that keep going to different ones and they all like go to the same thing. And sh- uh, it was like that premise where yeah, you have the yeah. different yeah. things going on. It's all leading up to a party that's going to be held at a, a waffle place. <laughs> at a waffle at house. A waffle yeah. house. <laughs> You're spending New Year's Eve at a waffle house? No, no, no. no, no, no. This was uh, actually Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh. Because apparently none of these people have families. Oh. But you know, they, they, some of them, they, they showed their family. Well, well, there was one family shown. And it was... So, <laughs> they had no family, so because, they wanted to go to the Because they also house. have the uh, the black pop, uh, pop star who gets stranded in this small town that's in northern Illinois. <laughs> 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 where it rarely snows. snows. But he gets stranded in the town and Partial starts town. to... Uh, <laughs> so he's hanging out with this girl who didn't know who he was. You know, because he's a big pop star. Everyone recognizes, like, oh, my God, is that, what's his name? Yeah. You know? But um, so he starts hanging out with her, and he go, ends up going back to, uh, to her family's house on Christmas Eve, before the party that's going to happen at the Wap House. Okay. And I was kind of annoyed because, like, there's a white, older grandfather who like seemed to have no problem that his granddaughter brought home a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just, this doesn't add up at all, you know. You know, <laughs> some of those guys do exist. Believe it or not, Northern. we knew one of them. Well, I just wasn't buying. It, <laughs> it wasn't. It didn't solid. ring true to me. I know, especially in Northern Illinois. Yes, Northern Illinois. We don't take kindly to those who don't take kindly in these parts. <laughs> exactly. You know. Well, actually, he was taking kindly. Uh, he was taking kindly. Yeah, yeah he was. Ta- he was taking kindly, and that's what I didn't buy yeah. in this in this film. What? You're sitting there on the couch going, why is he taking kindly? That's what, well, that's what I was thinking. Also, this I, I also noticed that this uh, this movie shelled out for Rolling Stones music. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That yeah. ain't cheap. I was surprised. <laughs> Actually, and I believe they, the most... They, they think... shelled out for Joan Cuse's <laughs> I believe the most expensive song to buy, to have it in, like, to license it... Like, start me up ...is uh, Satisfaction. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Conan O'Brien did a stunt, you know, back in his Tonight Show days on his way out the door. Well, <laughs> spent all their money. <laughs> well, the thing is, they were, the grandfather said something about the Rolling Stones <laughs> <laughs> and their uh, like the blues influence. So they were using like real early stuff, you know. Oh, so it's probably a lot cheaper. Probably a lot cheaper than yeah. anything post satisfaction. Yeah. Although Netflix is known for. Spending a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> they got more money than Davy Crockett. That's true. So I had a similar situation to uh, yours, and it's another Netflix show that I wish I could have talked about on the show, but now there's an opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I think it's called, like, the, the final shit. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> uh, we turned it off after about 20 minutes in the first episode. The final what? The final shit. The final uh, shit. The final shit. Is that, uh, is that, the a, final uh, shit. Is that an Elvis documentary? Good night, everybody. Hunk of burning love. I say, ouch, to Elvis. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. So, I can't, I can't remember what it was. Basically, the premise is um, some horrible contagion happens upon the small town. It kills everybody over the age of 22. Was it AIDS? I think it was AIDS, yeah. <laughs> like super AIDS. 
It's explosive diarrhea. It was, it was actually SARS. <laughs> SARS. <laughs> SARS. 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 Syphilis. So, and the reason why we turned this off was they waste little time just explaining who each character is. So I'll give you an example. There is a knocked up chicken high school, mm-hmm. and she's having a, she's eating a <laughs> breakfast sandwich, <laughs> having a conversation with the dude who knocked her up. And that's the thing where they, they give the entire backstory in the conversation. A little bit. Here's how it went. You know, it's, HBO <laughs> uses nudity for that. Well, ever since ever ever since you got pregnant by me, uh, blah blah blah. So they have to. <laughs> so ever yeah. since I spilled my seed into you, yeah, they have to give the whole backstory as, as though it's just point. a conversation that people are having. <laughs> right, but. So yeah. here, here's how that conversation went. Ever since you, I, I spilled my seed into you, uh, you know, I'm thinking that I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Well, you have a full scholarship to MIT. <laughs> they explain everything. Well, but what are, that smart. But what are you going to do? Uh, probably just continue my career as the fallen minister's daughter. This is, this is not an exaggeration. That is how it went down. <laughs> the fallen minister's daughter. The the casual conversation that I am having, uh, you know, we're all talking right now. Uh, John, you are my twin brother, after all. And, and Lawrence, our friend from, from school that we, we've known since we were in uh, about sixth grade, I think. Uh, yeah. All of us sitting here talking. And Mike, our friend, uh, John and I met in college. That I met at uh, the party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this very natural conversation yes. that we're having right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, I don't believe that a uh, that an MIT scholarship. Yeah, that's would, what uh, I was about to say. Would knock yeah. up the preacher's daughter. <laughs> well, well, Mike, you, you did, after all, recently move from uh, Washington D.C. to the uh, the back <laughs> Pleasant Hills area, <laughs> the back <backwoods, yeah. laughs> Pittsburgh area. Pittsburgh's a small ass city, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I <laughs> like it here. I took my wife Shut to, up! Took Stop my, making fun of us. <laughs> I took my wife to the airport last night and was like, "Wow, Pittsburgh's airport is." Small, but uh, you can't a, actually see the airport from the parking lot. Well, no, I dropped her off the terminal. Yeah, that's <laughs> not the terminal. Yeah, you have to take a tram. Oh, well, yeah, you got to But the, even the drop off compared to the the three airports that we had in Washington D.C. But you oh, know, what? fuck you I and your three like, airports. I, 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 I sound How, like a who needs dick. three airports? Yeah, you have an embarrassment of airports. Over there. <laughs> we do have an embarrassment. So, <laughs> only one place that needs three airports: New York City. And they have two, unless you count Newark, which is in New Jersey, but it's in New Jersey and it doesn't count. That's actually, well, you know what, never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm getting off. Topic, yeah, Newark so. sucks. <laughs> New York sucks. Washington sucks. Everything sucks. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck all of you. I'm going home. Except for, <laughs> everything sucks except for Pittsburgh and their correct number of airports. Cor- correct number of airports and their correct orientation towards ketchup. Sure. Uh, yes. Ketchup's overrated. It is. Hot take. <laughs> yes. So getting back to this movie, we with need the, to get off this controversy. With the topic. MIT yeah. uh, student who was yeah, not smart MIT, enough to use protection, MIT right. scholarship who can't <laughs> he can do math, work condoms, can't yeah. work condoms apparently. And Maybe I'll give you allergic. one more little snippet. It could uh, be a diversity scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> is it? Is it a Hallmark movie? <laughs> Netflix. Uh, Netflix. We would know series. if it's a white person then. No, it was a white guy. <laughs> kind of nerdy white guy. He's getting an MIT. Of course, it's a white guy. So that Come could on. be it. That, that is a diversity scholarship for MIT because they're all Asian. Ah, yeah. good point. <laughs> so give one more little snippet of this uh, over-the-head over introduction. Uh, so did your movie have that at all, or have you just seen a lot of them like that? It, it didn't really have that. Okay. I just, just had Joan I, just, I know that sack. whole thing. I was just annoyed by Joan Cusack. Cusack. 
And uh, so there's these two guys. Uh, they're driving along. One of them's changing a tire along the roadside. And they're having a conversation about their jobs. Well, what are you going to do once the oil rig whatever? Uh, you know, the same exact <laughs> conversation as the other one. And then there's like this punk-ass teenager in like a, you know, some fast, sporty car. And, and what was her story that she... Uh, Another two guys. That she explained in a... <laughs> her story that... Explained in a very natural conversation. One was like working like an, some sort of outdoors temporary, like a like a pipeline type of job, and the other one was uh, the local drug dealer, which they announced <laughs> immediately. <laughs> well, you're after the after all the local drug dealer. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, and uh, some sporty car with a young kid driving it goes and knocks off their mirror and just keeps going, and so they follow him back to the house, and it's a big. Very big house, you know, in a very well-to-do neighborhood. Mm. And as soon as I saw this, <clears throat> as soon as I saw this, the first thing I said was, My son did not! And of course, <laughs> hey, he knocked my mirror off. I would like an applause. My son did no such thing. Ah, he must be the rich man in town. I'm the rich man in town. <laughs> I own the biggest house in this block. I was like, do you know? I was like, you know, just like, like on the couch. Do you know who I am? Right, yeah. I, was, I, I said that. I said that as, <laughs> you know, and then of course it happened. Like, my and, wife's and, the which, district attorney, Jeans West. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, we turned it off. <laughs> jeans West, what the hell kind of? I am the biggest jeans mogul in the Tri County area. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why your company went bankrupt in 1995? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I had a golden parachute. <laughs> This sounds painful, though. There was a robbery. <laughs> there was a. <laughs> we never recovered. We never recovered the three pairs of jeans. It wasn't our fault. From the Westchester, Philadelphia mall. <laughs> we should we should make our own Netflix show. We could probably get like a pilot written where it's it's uh, it's kind of like Narcos, except it's like a jeans mogul. <laughs> instead of a instead of a drug kingpin, you have the jeans kingpin. Jeans West. He owns all the jeans stores. I feel like Bill Hader would play that role well. <laughs> I like it. I like that. Yeah. As long as he's not too busy with Barry. <laughs> yeah, that's a better gig than what we're doing. Well, let's let's convince HBO to kill off Steven Root from the show Barry. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll use him as our jeans mogul. I love it. Yeah. That works for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Uh... Where we where do we go from here? <laughs> we go to more current events. More current events. We had a bunch what of shit else, happen this what week. What is going on, you guys? Okay. Uh, well, I uh, see today. I, uh, I you took a dump. Yeah, I took a dump. Uh, took the final <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah. It reminds me. I ran into someone that you and I know today. Yeah. Uh, the me. drummer of uh, the band that plays our intro music. Oh yeah. How's he doing? He's he's good. Yeah. I mean. It, I don't know him that well, so I just said hello and we talked for two <laughs> seconds. And he, also, he introduced me to his wife for, I think, the third time. <laughs> oh. And I still don't remember her name. <laughs> well, well I'll, I'll tell you off air. So, current events. Yeah. Uh, we had more impeachment shit, which means another episode of my favorite program as far as the spectacle goes, The Jim <laughs> Jordan Show. <laughs> Somehow he's on the other committee, too. Well, they they're, they're, they give up seats to put him on these committees. Why? He's not doing anything. I But I'm loving it. We, I, I yield my time to Mr. Congressman Jordan. I'm like, ooh, here we go. <laughs> Jeez, it's like a game of musical chairs or something. <laughs> I know. There's clowns in Congress. What a bunch of clowns. <laughs> yeah, he's, Hot take. He's jag off. So this week we've had the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a new group of guys. And, no longer and women. shifty Adam Schiff. Shifty Schiff? No, we got he's no uh, longer there. Low energy Gerald Nadler. Yeah. He, won't he used to weigh as much shit. as me, by the way. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. He was a hefty guy. He's lost a lot of weight. Big fella. Hefty, Good for him. Hefty, hefty. Wimpy, wimpy. Anyway, wimpy. so. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you're a new guy. You'll do as you're told. <laughs> You'll chime in when I point and snap my fingers. <laughs> Mike, go. Hey, no, I'm not, I'm not Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, Come good point. Now. Anyhow. Oh, God. Hi, Jeremy. Guys, they're always ripping on this guy. Yeah, I know. We really got to get him on the air. You'll no, we don't. You'll enjoy no, we him. don't. <laughs> we don't need him on the show. John, go ahead. What were you saying? Yes. So, once again, we, we're hearing all the, all the exact same point. And so, this was supposed to go to, uh, this week. Uh, they had three uh, legal experts and one other legal expert. Because three are in favor of impeachment and one wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, they had him at a panel. To take questions. And once again, we have Jim Jordan employing the sideshow Bob defense. <laughs> and going one step further, by making a point, by saying, President Trump said there was no, pre -quo, no, there was no quid pro quo. So, so there is no pre quid pro quo. <laughs> they asked for the money. They didn't get it. They, or, or, no, they, what is it? They, they withheld the money. asked for the investigations. They didn't get the investigations. They got the money anyway. I don't see there is no, and President Trump said, I'm like, well, of course he's going to lie. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> Nobody wouldn't if your ass was on the line. Of course. So in addition to that, uh, the best part about this week, though, was that Giuliani is over in Ukraine. Yeah, he's in Ukraine Just as doing more of the shit. <laughs> he's still, he's out there doing well, it. Well, they got to yeah. get it done in case they kick him out. <laughs> Let's imagine, like, in, in 96, 97, 98, like, as this was going on, Clinton was still receiving blowjobs. Well, why wouldn't <laughs> no, he? that's not even a fair analogy. It'd be you like Clinton was the on the White there, House Monica. lawn just railing a secretary. That would be awesome. Like, over, it, it, over a well, fence. A better, the better I would, analogy I would stand would be... by the fence and sing God Bless America <laughs> right, while right. he did it. The better With, like, analogy Lee would Greenwood be... Lee in the background. <laughs> would be Nixon instructing more break-ins. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Yeah, they break back into the Watergate Hotel to get more information. Yeah. <laughs> you think that, like, once there was at least a little heat on the guy you're like you know want to tone it down a little bit no he uh, giuliani is just going full whole hog <laughs> whole hog whole bill hog. clinton blowjobs <laughs> am i right <laughs> <laughs> bill clinton went whole hog too yeah actually Lewinsky you don't know did. that oh. that's right <laughs> oh. oh yeah we're on fire today on fire today how the i can't imagine because I think it's because Trump knows that he has the votes and just fuck you. <laughs> he can do whatever he it's, wants. It's, it's, the, it's the fuck you presidency. And I kind of admire that. <laughs> I, I, in, in, in a weird way, I kind of do as well. You know? <laughs> yeah, in some ways it's kind of... But I'd love to... I, I, I'm waiting for the day for the next... I'm, I know, I'm, I'm trying, John. I'm sorry, I'm trying. No, no, come you forward, forward, no, forward, forward to your, to your microphone, microphone. Come on, Tim. So that our audience <laughs> can hear you better. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh... Yeah, Gotta fuck, pick up I on your signals, what Mike. I'm yeah, I know. I'm I'm bad with the theater. I don't know. <laughs> the, I don't know the difference between acting. script and a book. So uh, talking about that earlier, but uh, I can't remember. What we were talking you had about a point anymore. to make. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what the point was though. Yeah, uh, we were talking about. We, we were talking about uh, how Giuliani is still uh, in how Ukraine. gallivanting. Oddly, yeah. and, oh, and yes, how we oddly no, admire that's, it. Uh, that's my that's my point. Is, yeah. is is what the other side would like. Because it sets the precedent now if, if you know, yeah. Elizabeth Warren gets elected or something and, and decides she's just going to go on a fuck you kind of spree. <laughs> like, what is the other side of this even look like? I could see Bernie like? Sanders doing the oh, fuck Bernie you would spread do. Bernie much would more do, than yeah. I could see Elizabeth Warren doing it. Bernie would just burn the Capitol building to the ground just for shits and yeah, giggles. it works for yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> the millionaires and billionaires of this country. <laughs> there should be no billionaires. 
the top one-tenth of one percent are going to pay all the taxes. <laughs> the lower middle class are going to pay none of the taxes. Everybody else in the middle, eh, you go to college for free. Well, <laughs> we'll to, I don't know. We'll figure that part out later. We'll enact a salary cap of $4 per year. <laughs> and all the rest goes to the welfare. So, in addition to that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> back to the... Uh, Serious discussion. Back actually. to the serious political discussion. <laughs> do you think that even with this, do you think this behavior could make any any twenty of the? Because uh, that's what they need. That's the number they need of Senate Republicans. The mm-hmm. to, they to, need twenty. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, and Republic uh, senators are wired differently than congressmen. Oh yeah. There aren't many senators that behave the way that Jim Jordan does, with the possible exception of Ted Cruz. Well. If you did behave that way as a senator, you would be isolated extremely quickly. Yeah, because they, they take their shit seriously. It happened with Huey Long. Yeah. It happens with Ted Cruz. It happens with any senator that behaves that way. And Ted Cruz just doesn't give a shit. He well, just yeah. likes, you know, making a scene. But, I mean, he has no political power. Right. Yeah. That would be cool if it was Huey Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom Cruise. And I, and I mean Tom Cruise, the hover-round guy, not, not the actor. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tom Cruise, the mayor of the hover round. <laughs> Should go by Thomas, please? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of confusion out there. Yeah. But do you think this behavior is bad enough to flip 20? No. No? No. Five. I don't think so. I think if it was five. an anonymous ballot, then yeah, it would. Do you think that's a possibility? <sighs> they only need a, they need a simple majority to agree on that, I think, to have an anonymous ballot. Yeah, you, ballot. Would, you would need a majority to say, okay, we haven't... But I don't think Mitch McConnell would ever allow it. I don't think he would. He'd either. never allow it to come to a vote. Mitch McConnell is actually... That's the other thing that I was thinking about this week. Because, uh, you know, it, it's all going to be in McConnell's hands. Mm-hmm. And he takes pleasure in making sure that nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, he, he, I mean, he... That's his job. Yeah, he, he sees that as himself his... the Grim Reaper because the Senate is where the bills go to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if it's Democratic Congress... Or a Democratic House, that is. And so... John, you're, you're supposed to call him Moscow Mitch. Oh. <laughs> those, are, those, those, are, those are the talking points? That's, that's what, he's, that's what the uh, people are calling him, the Democrats. I'm not really into nicknames. No, I'd prefer yeah. to sound more professional. You don't like that. Crooked Hillary? No. Which is not very clever? No, it's no. it's stuck. Low energy Jeb. That was still my I opinion. did like that one. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Jeb? He's right. He is <laughs> he's not wrong. Just, there, there was, they should there call was. him like low T Jeb. Yeah, low could have been, been a little more inventive. He has no testosterone. One, yeah. I have hands. all the balls. He has none of the balls. <laughs> My hands are perfectly fine. <laughs> so what would have to? There would have to be even if there was a smoking gun. Mm-hmm. So what did it for Nixon was they released one of the uh, previously was the tapes was the tapes. And not counting that 18 minutes of silence, whenever they actually had that <laughs> yeah. straightened out, and you have Nixon on tape asking John Dean, who can we pay within a well before he said he was made aware of the break-in. Mm-hmm. That's what did it for him. Yeah. Is there going to... I mean, I'm not saying there's going to be. I doubt there will be. Uh, but let's just say a moment like that happened. Okay, hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking that we have this smoking gun... Let's just say Giuliani goes, yeah, we fucking did it. What are you going to fucking do about it? He has done that on cable news before. On cable news, but I mean under oath. I yeah. mean, Mick Mulvaney did it once already. Yeah. I heard Gi- Giuliani said that to the Taliban, too. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. It was on uh, September 8th, Jeez. 2001. <laughs> he was God, the mayor. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Ooh. Let's just say everybody involved goes in front of Congress under oath and says, yeah, this is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that even that going to be enough? No. 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 
It's the, the, the it's a totally different Senate than what existed in Nixon's time. Oh, I didn't even say it's the Senate. It's a it's a totally different different electorate. I oh, mean, yeah, that, that the, too. Yeah. The man the man who bragged that he could go <clears throat> shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and get away with it. I think if anything, he's what, right. Yeah, probably the best <laughs> thing about Trump's presidency is that he's just shed all, shed light on the fact. <laughs> That'd be that awesome that, if he actually did that. If he actually <laughs> just shot some guy just to see Watch, what would happen. I'm gonna shoot this guy and nothing's gonna happen. See, I won't see. be prosecuted. <laughs> he's colored. I want to try. No one's gonna care. No one's gonna care. <laughs> <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's the Ilan Omar. <laughs> I'm going to shoot her if she doesn't go back to Ethiopia. <laughs> Ethiopia. Return to Ethiopia. That's where she's from? Yeah, she's. I think Ethiopia. I thought it was like Morocco uh, or something. No. No. Uh, no it, oh, uh, it's Somalia. 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 Mogadishu. Yeah. The shithole. Of uh, Somalia, it's, I mean, it's the asshole of Africa, so we know it's bad. <laughs> yeah, Somalia is—it's that's a rough, that's rough bush. Yeah, yeah, I see ooh. some of that porn from ooh. the seventies. That's some rough bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh. Somalian porn. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I'd give it a try. And also this week we had Joe Biden yelling at an old guy, <laughs> a guy who was only a, like I think is four or five years older than him. I think he was eighty-three and oh, Joe's seventy-seven. Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight now. And uh, so, yeah, that's the other thing. So, <laughs> on, the, on, on the other side of things, while the elect, you know, we had this election coming yeah. up when, in less than a year now, and so yeah. the, the 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 seventy-five Democrats are still jockeying for position, mm-hmm. uh, the ones who are running. Joe Biden, being is he leading? I think he's still leading. Still leading. Okay, uh, has a town hall in Iowa. And some old man, being the, all the impeachment stuff is still very much in the news, asking about his son Hunter, mm-hmm. which of course the whole... He's he, very defensive about that, yeah, he, as well, you would be. As, as, as we all are. And uh, asked him about his son Hunter, and just Joe Biden goes, you're a damn liar! And then, I, even better, after he called this man a damn liar, first he challenged him to a push-up contest. That happened. And then an IQ test, as Trump would do. An IQ test. I don't yeah. think Trump's ever had an IQ test. No, Trump challenges people to check yeah, Trump, IQ. Trump can't spell IQ. Combine our IQs. Take the <laughs> IQ test. I'm smarter than AOC. <laughs> but yeah, Biden challenged this guy to an IQ test. He also used to do that a lot in when he was on the campaign trail in the 88 election. Oh, really? Yeah. To challenge people to IQ test. But he confined that to other candidates. Right, yeah. Now he's just challenging some old man in Iowa to push up contests. To, <laughs> to push up contests. IQ tests. IQ tests. And then drinking ap- contests. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he might win that actually. Death cage matches. No, no. Biden doesn't drink. Oh yeah, that's he's, right. He's, he doesn't. He's yeah. Tito. Yeah, yeah that's a, so. There, hey, my my Washington insider uh, actually has uh, has a connection here. I actually taught Joe Biden. Joe Biden's college roommate, his grandson, was one of my students. Oh, and, grandson uh, Rusty. Yeah, well, now it was, it was just Peter, actually. Rusty, but, uh, you just learned how to pump off. All right, right, right. But they, 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 they knew each other. They knew the Bidens and Mitt Romney quite well. And I don't know how Mitt Romney was, was mixed into this, so I asked him how they were. And he's, his response was that Mitt Romney's actually a really funny guy, and he loves going to visit Mitt Romney. And I was like, well, what about Joe Biden? He says, all, all Joe Biden wants to do is sit around and talk about his dog. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm voting for him. Yeah. So it does seem like Joe Biden. Kind of yeah. I, I, actually, I really connect uh, with that guy. <laughs> I actually kind of Joe Biden's starting to grow on me a little bit because I keep when I look at Joe Biden now, all I can really think about is Mr. Magoo. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He just kind of, <laughs> excuse me, miss. He just keeps saying oh, dumb no. shit, but it's. 
kind of endearing in it's a weird good. way. It's, it's, oh, Joe, you've done it again. Oh, oh, really how how many push-ups can you do, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might work. You know? <laughs> I challenge you to an IQ test. <laughs> You're a damn liar. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. The, the guy was actually a coat rack. <laughs> <laughs> He's got AIDS spinning him around. A face oh like a red person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Waldo Oh, shit. None of his handlers ever have his glasses so in the car. <laughs> Oh, no malarkey. No malarkey. No malarkey. But the final thing that he said in this exchange was, well, he's like, uh, clearly you're not going to vote for me. He's like, I'm not going to vote for you. Yeah, well, you're too old to vote for me. He did say that, You know, I, I, I like that. I like that line. I, that was a good one. I, I mean, I, I, I think it doesn't play well to everybody, <laughs> but to folks like us. Then he said in text, 2122. Zero two <laughs> www J Biden at Hotmail. <laughs> I'm also on AOL now. <laughs> Compuserve.net. Go on to your net navigator. You bring up a point, John. Yeah, if if it plays well with people like us, those are the people that he needs to. Those are the people that desperately, desperately need. And liberals are going to walk over coals to vote against Donald Trump. So. They will. Uh, so I think his electability uh, art, that's, that's the, that's that's the, the main the thing he's running yeah. on. That is, is his argument. Yeah, he has literally it, yeah. nothing else. His yeah. policy is, I can beat Trump. And I'll, I'll do some more shit that Obama did. Don't worry about what I'll do when I'm in office. <laughs> right, yeah. It's basically just uh, more Obama. That's kind of what he's running on. Yeah. So, you know, incremental changes, nothing drastic. You know, just usual moderate left stuff. Um so his positions are unsurprising and not that, you know, compelling, I would say, because what Warren's doing right now is her entire campaign is built around hmm. policy to the point where she'll announce a policy, particularly with like how you're going to pay for universal health care. And then when she gets word that that's not going to work, she so changes, the policy. <laughs> she changes yeah. the policy to something that will work or, you know, keep trying anyway. She's <laughs> looking for a correct answer instead of what is, you know. You don't do that during a campaign, though. You do that in office. I know you wanna, that. You want to talk about the it funny, is refreshing, though. The funny nicknames. I thought Pocahontas was pretty good. That was good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for Elizabeth Warren. That was good because <laughs> she sure made a damn fool of herself. She did with yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. yeah, I think that has lasted enough news cycles, though, to kind of. Yeah, yeah, I know it's old news, but since we were talking about the funny nicknames of the politicians, I. Oh yeah. I yeah. wanted to. No, bring I like. Up I like that Pocahontas. One. That was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. So, you know, Trump does get some points for hurling insults. Pocahontas. But, you know, he's I don't like a... when he reuses them, though. Like, sleepy. Everybody's sleepy. Yeah. Sleepy Joe. Yeah, you can only get you... one adjective per person. Yeah. Instead of one adjective, you know, for three people. Yeah. But. Shifty Schiff is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like Alan. Actually, see, here's one thing that Donald Trump had missed. See, I'm a huge Law & Order fan. Doom. Yeah. The district attorney and we the... all know how the theme goes. <laughs> I thought it would be refre- I think I thought it'd be nice to have background music of John's story, Lawrence. But fine, <laughs> assholes. Okay, you beat me. <laughs> John, go ahead. So the uh, the DA in the first like nine seasons of Law and Order, his name was Adam Schiff, <laughs> played by actor Stephen Hill. I never caught that. So he could have at least made a Law and Order reference. 
But I don't think I don't Donald think he's Trump ever seen Law and Order. Very much in the you know television that doesn't involve him. Him. And the best part about the Adam Schiff character on Law and Order was that he was always always just uh, we have <laughs> we have ten witnesses in the off track betting location. Nobody saw a thing. See if you can get a deal. Always trying to make the deal. <laughs> a trial will tear the city apart. See if you can get a deal. Always making a deal. And I think with that, we have enough content for half of the show. I think so. All right, then. So, we will... uh, well, Mr. Train Driver Conductor over here deciding when we're going to stop. Okay, what do you got, then? I don't know. We're going to stop now when I say <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we'll be right back after this. I'm Bob Schledecki. And I'm Gilbert Finch. Of personal injury law firm, Schledecki and Finch. Finch. The only personal injury lawyers who... Help you get hurt. For money. Everyone dreams of collecting a major cash settlement due to an injury caused by the negligence of a wealthy corporation. But not everyone can handle the chronic pain, permanent disfigurement, or loss of one or more limbs that comes with it. That's why at Schledecki and Finch we also... Help help you get get sick. For for money. money. Who doesn't enjoy a nice meal out of a fine restaurant? I certainly do, but why just stuff your face with a potentially hazardous meal when you could be stuffing your pockets with some major cash? Many counties make their health inspection records publicly available. But you can't expect a big payout from just any venue with frequent and egregious violations. These are restaurants without the capital for thermometers, gloves, walk-in coal repair, and health board mandated license renewals. And if they don't have money for basic food safety items, they don't have money for you. I don't know about you, Bob, but I'm getting hungry. Where should we go for lunch? I was thinking we'd try our luck with the foodborne illness commonly contracted by eating sushi. Wrong. Mexican restaurants are infamous for their unhygienic food handling practices. Wrong. Well, there's something for everybody at TGI Fridays. Ding, ding, ding. While smaller independent eateries may leave you with a full toilet, you're more likely to end up with empty pockets. Large national chains have big bank accounts and big brands to protect, increasing the likelihood of a major cash settlement. And most locations are typically poorly managed and crawling with filth. Well, my mouth's watering for a negligently prepared casual dining experience. Let's head over there now. What an unsanitary restaurant. I could get rich just by licking the menu. Or from one trip to the bathroom, which is required by health code to maintain a certain standard of cleanliness. And since I'm sure to be spending some time there after my meal, I'll be noting any violations that I can capitalize on for further damages. Good afternoon, guys. Can I start you off with some fried zucchini? Wrong. I was thinking of ordering a hamburger. Rare. Wrong! How about a dozen raw oysters from the box I saw in the back of the manager's car? Ding, ding, ding! Okay, I'll put that in for you. The restaurant's menu contains a warning that protects the restaurant from liability when serving undercooked foods. But the waiter's acceptance of my order for the off-menu item renders that clause void. And subsequent warnings from the cook, manager, or other patrons do not release the restaurant from liability. Before long, I'll be experiencing abdominal cramps. Cha-ching! Nausea. Cha-ching! And enough diarrhea to drown Poseidon himself. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching! Hey guys, here's your oysters. Enjoy your meal! Fantastic! Those oysters look disgusting! Wrong! And you're eating them in a month without an R! Wrong! But the restaurant served them to you, so you can only assume they're safe to eat! Ding, ding, ding! As a diner who hasn't thoroughly read the local health inspection reports, I trust that this franchise maintains a sanitary kitchen and inventory. Anything less would open themselves up to a very costly lawsuit. Let's see if we can make that happen. Bob, you don't look so good. Was there something wrong with your oysters? Well, they certainly weren't at peak freshness, a fact that I didn't discover until I'd finished my second dozen. Waiter! Waiter! Can I help you? Please get the manager. My friend is very ill. 
Was everything all right with your meal, gentlemen? No. Those oysters were calling with Vibrio vulnificus bacteria. <laughs> I can assure you our food is... Stored undated at an improper cold holding temperature, necessitating a follow-up visit from the health inspector? Uh, that write-up was actually for the limes that we keep at the bar. You'll have to excuse me. Great! Now he has to endure a very painful and embarrassing trip to the restroom. <laughs> uh, look, guys, I don't want any trouble. Let me take care of that check for you. Cha-ching! And feel free to order a few drinks on the house. Cha-ching! And say we all, uh... <laughs> put this incident behind us. Your meal's on me anytime you come in. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching! The manager is attempting to bribe his way out of a lawsuit with microwave slop. Don't let your indemnity be a literal meal ticket. We'll be paying for our lunch in full. Along with a couple of gin and tonics. Extra line. After just 72 hours, I've passed all remnants of the foodborne bacteria through my system. Severe diarrhea is temporary. Serious bodily injury can be permanent. Are you ready to shit money? Call, Call us, Schledecky and Finch. Consuming raw or undercooked foods can result in brain damage, heart murmur, miscarriage, and death. And we're back. I was just told that I was going to be bringing us back. <laughs> told by a, a really John a, pointed a at you. Point from John. He pointed at me. So here I am. Uh, we'll be talking about former Detroit Red Wings coach and current former. Toronto Maple former. Leafs coach. Former. former. He got fired. Yeah, he yeah. got fired from the Toronto Maple Leafs, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Babcock. Or as I like to call him, Mike Gagcock. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh! Sick burn. <laughs> burn. <laughs> gag, gagging that half of the audience over there. Too slow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. What am I? Ooh, uh, too fast for you there. Uh, <laughs> hey! Hey, all right. Hey. So what did old Babs do? He got himself fired. Was this recent? Oh, yeah. Very recent. Okay, yeah, so. very recent. So, uh, for those of you who don't like sports, and judging by our listenership, you don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, we here are big hockey fans at the Unpaid Programming Podcast, and I've uh, been following the Penguins for, well, since I was about 11 years old. And uh, so, Mike Babcock and his firing is actually of particular importance to folks like us. Because in uh, 2008 and 2009, the Pittsburgh Penguins, our Pittsburgh Penguins, had squared off against the, uh, the Detroit Red Wings, coached by Mike Babcock in those days, uh, in two consecutive Stanley Cups. And they were like the 29 Yankees. Like, they were a really good fucking 27 team. Yankees. 27 Sorry, Yankees, 27 Yankees. boob. The 29 <laughs> Yankees were still pretty good. Aren't you supposed to be the, supposed to be the baseball Yeah, guy? I was going to say that's, that's yeah. the only reason I'm here. 2008 and 2009, they played leave. the Detroit Red Wings in the finals. Lost were, in 2008 and won in 2009. And I got pretty drunk during both of those finals. Me all, too. Probably all seven games, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. How could I? So... We have had some, you know, pretty tense standoffs, uh, you know, as far as fans go. You, you take it personally, you know, whenever you care that much. Uh, so Your city is economically depressed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've got real problems here. Good singer. <laughs> and we already, we, we've always seen, like, Mike Babcock as some sort of hockey genius. Not recognizing the fact that he had a totally fucking stacked team. Oh, yeah. He did. Yeah, that team was very good. Yeah, very they were. Good. And well, same. He had the same thing in like the late '90s, and no, that was a different guy. 
That wasn't Mike Babcock? Scotty that Bowman. was Scotty, Scotty Bowman. Scotty Bowman, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, excuse Former me. Former Penguins coach. Uh, another another yeah. hockey right. genius. First Stanley Cup. With particular interest, uh, Mike Babcock left the Detroit Red Wings and then went to the Toronto Maple Leafs because they are have christened themselves as the presidents of hockey somehow. They shelled out a lot of money for him, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they stink. And they stink. Well, not so much anymore, but we'll get into that. <laughs> and not much was said about him. Uh, you know, didn't really hear a lot of stories about Mike Babcock other than that, look, he got paid, and he's coaching in Toronto, and they just lose the first round of the playoffs every year. Well, this month, or yeah, a couple weeks ago, or last week, he got fired. Because the Toronto Maple Leafs, number one, are... It's a lot of heat in, in that city. They're very impatient. Very impatient. You get a so, lot of... Oh, so that's how he got fired. He wasn't winning. Oh, the heat. Ah, <laughs> uh, because it's Ken. Because uh, uh, the heat. Uh, Boo. Boo. I appreciate it. Knocks it out of the park, Jeff. <laughs> how often do we boo Jeff on this show? <laughs> a, a lot. <laughs> I make the noise, ooh, a few times, but usually not boo. <laughs> So in the wake of his firing is that there have been stories trickling out. And this is something we always kind of suspected. Because the joke that we would make amongst ourselves was that Mike Babcock looked like the evil hockey coach in a Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the coach of Iceland. <laughs> like if, if there was a fourth Money Ducks that, you know, he'd or, be the guy. Or the coach of the other team during Emilio Estevez's flashback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or on the other team, Emilio Estevez's yeah. flashback. Or, or, or his coach in Emilio Estevez's flashback. <laughs> Either way, he's in some bad memory of Emilio Estevez. That's the only thing we can establish here. So, for some reason, not when he left Detroit, but it's happening now that he got fired, that... There are loads and loads of players rejoicing in his canning. Most uh, prominently is a former Detroit Red Wing and former Carolina Hurricane and prominent redhead Mike Commodore, who... Mm, He didn't like doing laps. Coaches always make you do laps. (laughs) He didn't like doing laps. (laughs) No, and, and they don't really do laps in hockey. Why not? They do, you know, skate to the line and back, and the other line and back, and the other line and back. They should do more laps. <laughs> That's probably why they got fired. Wasn't doing enough laps. Exactly. That's why the Red Wings lost. They should hire yeah. me as coach, and I'll just make them do laps. <laughs> and, blow, and blow the whistle a lot. <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, keep saying again. A couple more, guys. A couple more. So a bunch of stories are coming out from former players and some other sources about uh, this guy from now. It's basically confirmed that he was a huge fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, and they were all sick of his macho head games. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of your macho head games. I'm joking. Um, so, here are some examples uh, that, that have come across. Ooh, examples! <laughs> yes, I have examples here. Awesome. Example one. Example number Exhibit one. Eight. The first piece of little shred of evidence, the first story to come out, was that uh, uh, Toronto at the time has uh, a player called Mitch Marner, who's pretty good. <laughs> was he hanging out in the showers a lot? <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking that's, that's why Jerry Sandusky got fired. Wash those balls, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> sure you get in there nice and deep, boy. Hey, Clint Earl <laughs> used to say shower well. I don't think that's what he meant. He was just in the showers constantly making them wash their balls <laughs> for like 20 minutes. Key success, gentlemen. <laughs> Clean, Clean balls. balls. <laughs> so what he did was, as far as macho head games goes, actually, this is good. I'm glad you used that term. Um, he asked, the, at the time, rookie Mitch Marner to make a list 
of the hardest working players, you know, rate rate the your teammates from the hardest working to the laziest. Tell them to throw him under the bus. <laughs> yeah. And so he's a rookie. So he did. Gave it to the coach. <sighs> coach showed everybody. Knew this was coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine what that does. To a, is, to a fucking locker room. And this is a team sport for all of you yeah. non-listeners or you know, non-fans out there. It's it's uh Yes, for all you nerds, hockey is a team sport. There. Does that yes. help? Okay. Yes. He was trying to get to that point Thank delicately. Thank you for clarifying. John. No. The fact was... that you bury half of our listenership. <laughs> I think they like it. I don't know. I mean, you know, numbers are okay. Yeah, nerd doesn't have the same uh, connotations that it once did. Yeah, people take pride in it. Half the podcasts that follow up have nerd in the title. And they're like, I'm kind of a nerd. Yeah, but anyhow. Beaks. Nerds. Nerd. Anyhow. Uh, regardless of my conduct. Um, <laughs> I'd like to apologize. Yeah, we're talking about Mike Babcock's conduct. Who was, was definitely not a nerd. We're going to have all kinds of apologies to draft for next week. <laughs> Example number two. So, Detroit played in the Winter Classic in uh, early 2009 mm-hmm. at Wrigley Field. Now, defenseman... And Hall of Famer Chris Chelios was on that team in his hometown of Chicago. Babcock benched him for that game. He would do shit like this all <laughs> the fucking time. That's very petty. Oh, Mike Madonna, same deal, who would who fell one game short of 1,500 in his Hall of Fame career. Healthy scratch. Yes, healthy scratched. It's many games <laughs> this final season. Oh, really? Doing shit yeah. like this, you know, guys that does, you know, especially like, you know, Hall of Famers like Mike Madonna and, uh, and Chris Chelios, guys who would have had wonderful careers. And you're just swinging that dick because you can, just to show everybody that how big of a dick you yeah, have to swing. Yeah, you're scratched tonight. Fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, Sorry, kid. Oh, <laughs> that's why they called him Gag Cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's all coming together now. Starting to come together, gentlemen. <laughs> Wait a minute. So Mike Madonna, if I remember, you know, obviously yeah. he was a Minnesota North Stars early in his career, moved mm-hmm. to Dallas and stayed with the Dallas Stars for a long time. Yeah. Um, where did he go that he played Detroit? Detroit he played, yeah. he so, played okay. one year in Detroit. I knew he went somewhere. Okay, so it was Detroit then. Never mind the fact that uh, Babcock was, uh, this is, I mean, like I said, this is all coming out. It's all in the classified, actually. Mike Babcock <laughs> was a huge asshole. Um, uh, Johan Franzen, if you remember him. The, the mule. Oh, yeah, Johan oh, Franzen. Mule. Yeah, Mike Babcock actually caused him to have a nervous breakdown. Jesus. Which Ooh. is crazy to think. Which happened in a playoff game in Nashville. And this, uh, Franzen just finally told the story this week uh, to a Swedish newspaper. For some reason, Franzen was playing even though he was like, you know, post-concussion. You know, so he was, his head was all screwy anyway, as it was. And for some reason, he did something he didn't like, and Babcock just verbally berated him on the bench to the point where he couldn't function anymore. Yikes. What a wimp. So these things of, like, trying to turn players against each other and trying to... I mean, if you're a genius at X's and O's, why the fuck would you try to fuck things around as, as, as you know, fuck with people, your own guys? Like, what do you expect to receive in terms of success besides everybody hating you? Well, you know, the real problem here is it's the uh, toxic masculinity caused by the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. He's just, just being an asshole. I mean, oh, there is a coaching. Yeah. There, maybe, there. maybe he thought they would all band together in their hatred of him. Yeah, that was about. I was actually going like to say like the it's, the, uh, the the Margaret Witten thing in, in in Major League, where she played the owner, and her plan all along that was is to get a them to band together. Yeah. That wasn't her plan all along. She that, wanted to move the, the team to I was Florida. Going to say 
in the original cut. Oh. oh. <laughs> this was her plan all along, but test audiences mm-hmm. hated this. Because yeah. they wanted her to be a cunt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was a cunt. Yeah. yeah, the movie is much better with her as a cunt. Yeah. Um, that idea was touched upon, actually, in the movie Miracle. Herb Brooks. Herb Brooks. Herb Brooks. But Herb Brooks was never, he never tried to turn players against each other. Just against him. Just against him. Again. <laughs> Again. Well, he was, he was legitimately jacked off in, the, well, yeah. in that moment in history <laughs> when you tie the Norwegian B team 2-2. Well, maybe uh, Mike Babcock was reading these articles about him and being like, oh, shit, I did that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I turned them against each other, too. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and so, and I, I saw this written uh, about the situation because also this week the Calgary Flames coach, Bill Peters, had gotten fired for being a racist. Ooh. Because it turns out back in his uh, AHL coaching days, there was a, uh, a, a player of color. Uh, who there was? I know. I know. <laughs> that this just surprises me. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's all it's white guys. more diverse. It is. It it's slightly, yeah. Great thing for the sport. But... It, it takes a while. It takes know? a while. Yeah. Yeah. But anyhow. So... Black folks don't like to be cold. <laughs> no, I don't like to be cold either. I don't like to be cold so he was listening to rap music at his locker, you know, dressing for rehearsal, or rehearsal, Jesus, uh, dressing, for, <laughs> dressing for practice or a game or whatever, and <laughs> Bill Peters went to him and said, turn off that N-word shit. Ooh. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> and also, he liked to kick players on the bench whenever during games. <laughs> you kicked them? Kicked them. In why? the butt talks. <laughs> In the back. Why did he Because he's he an that? asshole. <laughs> But I saw this written, and so all these, like, chickens are coming home to roost for guys who behave this way, and I did see it written, so I don't know how much I agree with the term, but, you know, hockey is a, is a weird thing. Have they nabbed Michelle Terrian yet for any of the shit he did? No, he, he was just... He was pretty kid. public about his... Yeah, yeah, he was public about his shit. He was openly a jerk. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but they were saying it's kind of like a, almost like a Me Too movement for hockey players right <laughs> Yeah, now. I did see, uh, McCarthy. Yeah, yeah Darren, McCarthy, Darren, McCarthy. Uh, Darren McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy, yeah. And bringing it back Darren. to uh, the, the Pittsburgh angle about this was the article that I showed you guys that only half of us read uh, was McCarthy blamed Babcock for our yeah, team I, Stanley I Cup victory. Yeah, I brought that up to Jeff oh. when, yeah, before you yeah. guys arrived. Yeah, we did talk about this. That uh, uh, It's like we didn't do anything at all. They won... In spite of Babcock, and then lost because of him. It had nothing to do with the Penguins' performance at all. Well, when a team gives up, and sometimes it's more obvious than other times. Like the current situation with can, the Dallas can Cowboys. Can you really say Game 7 is giving up, though? I needed them to win on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I remember, maybe it's maybe it's rose-colored glass. Well, I guess it won't be rose-colored glasses. But I, when, I, when I remember watching the, uh, the run that, that led to the Stanley Cup, I remember thinking how the Penguins... I mean, they completely outplayed the Red Wings in games one and two, but they lost. Yeah, that yeah. is true. They weren't. Yeah, it wasn't bad as, as the previous year. No, I mean they, they uh, carried the play in those but, first two games. But look what the Penguin situation was at the time. They had a coach who was a you know an X's and O's guy who was also a jerk. That they gave up on, and they fired yeah. him in February, and replaced him with a new guy, Dan Bilesma. Yeah. He's one of, like, three coaches that I look at and don't think that you look like a dick. I mean, most hockey coaches I look at, and I think you look like a dick. Dan Bilesma, I just... Well, play, players <laughs> gave up on Bilesma for different reasons. Yeah, it was different. Uh, yeah. The problem with Bilesma was, number one, he was incredibly boring. Yeah. And number two, you know, that they'll get back to our game. You know, my style is correct. You're just doing it wrong. Yeah. Whereas he don't adjust how you play based on who you have. Yeah. You know, and uh, also he just had... Incredible demands on their time, meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting, and players got sick of it. 
So my, my question is basically like, there's only, as far as I know, there's only been one successful coach who was a huge asshole and probably the biggest asshole to ever coach in the sport of, uh, of, of hockey. And that was Mike Keenan of the, uh, the 1994 uh, <laughs> New York Rangers, who was just as crazy as, like the stories for Keenan are just as bad as Babcock. But the one difference with Keenan was he never turned players against each other. Yeah. He would just make sure they all hated him. <laughs> to the point where fist fights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one one day every year he would skate with the team <laughs> during practice and say, "Okay, you motherfuckers, if you want to take your shot, now's the time." <laughs> <laughs> That's how crazy he was. a great coach. <laughs> yeah, he showed some balls. Yeah, but he was a screwy individual. Because he was chasing the Stanley Cup his entire, you know, coaching career in the National mm-hmm. Hockey League just by being a dick. But he was also, like, just such an odd dude that not only would he verbally berate you in front of everybody, but then also, like, take you out and drive you around for, like, two and a half hours just to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Babcock nice didn't, but Babcock didn't have the long drives, though. He was just an asshole. Maybe that was his mistake. He should have taken the players on long, mm-hmm. or romantic, maybe like soulful the, drives. No dinner. Of each yeah. round. So, the dinner. <laughs> is the asshole coach on its way out? I think it has uh, yeah. been for a while. I think it has been for a while. And I, I, part of it's a generational thing. It, the, people don't get motivated by having a dick in charge of them. That's just not something that... Uh... I think two athletes, now they look at themselves and say, I'm being paid millions of dollars. I don't have to take this shit. Right, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's going on in the NFL right now. Well, at least for the stars, who some of them are no longer welcome. <laughs> Well, that's a different right, situation. Right, that's a different situation, though. <laughs> there aren't many NFL coaches that are well-known for being assholes. Not I mean, I mean Keenan, everybody knew about Mike Keenan. Yeah. Uh, that was no secret because he told everybody what an asshole he was. Uh, but I think that, like, you know... Bill Cowher went out of his way to be an asshole a lot of the time. Yeah, but he also had... But, but, but he was also energetic and kind of... There's the idea of being an asshole when you need to be. And sometimes you have to be an asshole yeah. to get, you know, uh, it, knowing fa- the difference between when it's necessary for a kick in the ass versus yeah. a, a, a pat on the shoulder or even a hug, dare I say. To be fair, he did mellow out a lot as he got older. Well, and then what happened? They finally won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. so what does that tell you? <laughs> exactly. You know, I have a pretty good Bill Cowher impression, but it's uh, there are no words is the problem. Uh, so it doesn't really work well for the yeah. show. Yeah, so it won't work on the show. Yeah. Do it anyway. Chin. Fucking gold. Oh, yeah. You got to get the metrics on that chin <laughs> extension there. That's... Okay, saber. All metrics. right. <laughs> but if you think about like all the all the Penguins teams that have won, mm-hmm. what kind of guy do they have? Well, Bob Johnson obviously was uh, they loved universally loved. loved. Mm-hmm. He was pretty popular. He was the type of guy that would just be interested in your life yeah. outside of hockey. There's a guy who played hard tonight. Hey, tell you what, don't don't watch a game it's tonight. A Go home and watch a watch a western or something with Kirk Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got uh, John dis- Wayne. You got old, you got old Disco Dan. Disco Dan was uh, he was Scotty Bowman. The He's big complaint coach, about yeah. the big complaint about Disco Dan was that it was boring. Oh. Yeah, he just didn't adapt. Probably the biggest yeah. asshole the Penguins have ever had that has won was Mike Sullivan. Mike. Yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. like a. I feel like he's balanced. He's balanced. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Mike, you. I, I think teaching and coaching, there's a lot of overlap there. Well, I've coached, too. Yeah. Okay. 
But I want to talk about the classroom. <laughs> All right. Um, how many times have you had to chew somebody up? Oh, I take the Mike Babcock approach with this. <laughs> but it's mostly because it's therapeutics, not because it's effective. I see you're doing it more for you. <laughs> I do it more for me than I do for them, yeah. I, I mean, honestly... It, well, I mean, it depends on what you're talking about. And, and from, so I, I coached baseball for a few years, both in Pennsylvania and in mm, Virginia. That's and interesting. I've, I've coached girls volleyball, but I like to focus on locker room time. It's <laughs> <laughs> really important to me. Are you making sure that their balls are clean? <laughs> the volleyball. Their volleyball. <laughs> that's a great punishment. Exactly. Clean, <laughs> cleaning the balls. <laughs> Take them into the shower with you. I want to see them spotless. That's right. <laughs> no, that's do right. it again. <laughs> Now, John, you'll appreciate this story, actually, and I won't use the name on air, but uh, a professor that we had at the university who uh, we were just talking about who, whose favorite line was, well, if you don't pass student teaching this semester, it's offered every semester. Uh, it was <laughs> That's quite the great a, thing. That's the great thing about student teaching. Quite a dick. But he told us a story at one point in time about classroom management that I really enjoyed, and I actually used this on students all the time, but they didn't really find it that like in Fury, I just had the personality where kids just kind of laughed it off, and they're like, "Oh, good old Mister You." Um, <laughs> so I had this, I had this big ass bowl full of nuts and washers and bolts and that sort of thing. I was saying cashews for a second. Cashews. <laughs> there might have been a cashew or two in there. Mixed nuts. But I would dump it on the table, and I would tell the, the children, you have to sort these, because it was just miscellaneous stuff, so you have to sort these things into even piles. And as soon as they would get done, I mean, this was tedious. This would take them like an hour and 15 minutes to do. I would come over and say, hey, that's a great job. You really did me a favor. Thank you very much. And then just sweep it back into the <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. That's, that's called swinging the big dick around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just gotta remind these little peckerheads. But you never actually, like, do, would you ever do something along the lines of, like, chew somebody out? Like, let's say they're late every day that week, and you chew them out in front of everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. I would chew them out. But I, some of the stories that are coming out about Babcock, though, are a little bit over the top. I mean, yeah, I, that, yeah. I, you don't get personal. Would you make one of your other students make a list about who is the best person in class, who's oh, the God, worst I person in class? I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> I may have. You guys don't understand, man. I mean, I don't know if coaching major league or uh, national hockey league players is the same, but you spend eight years with middle schoolers and it fucks with your head. It, it makes you a dark, <laughs> twisted person. All I did was imagine weeks. <laughs> and the worst part is, and we talked about this before, in middle schoolers, at least fifty percent of them have an erection at all times. Oh, that is true. Speaking yeah. of stories, we could talk about because fifty percent of my time in middle school, right. I had an erection. I had an erection. That's, that's how I know. <laughs> So if half of us have erections half the time, the other half has them the other half. <laughs> Statistically exactly. speaking, everyone is horny it's all the time. It's fucking mad, people. You don't need to be uh, an MIT scholarship to learn that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you leave your seed in your pants, child. But the idea is, I think, and this is like a basic philosophy of mine, and I don't have any position of authority in, in my current adult life, and I'm very happy about that, but I do have thoughts on the matter. Is that you want to be the type of person that they want to do well for you. Yeah. And yeah. that's what happened with Bob Johnson, uh, the Penguins coach who had died uh, the season after they won the Cup. Was that, that everyone loved him, and they played for him. And I think you'll probably get a lot more success that way. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think, uh, I think that's a general piece of – that's a general philosophical truth. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's a generational thing. You attract thing. more flies no, I don't with think honey it's... than with vinegar. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> hey, you know, you make a great point, Lawrence. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> actually uh, if you put the two bulls out, the more flies will go to the vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> flies are suicidal. 
Let's do uh, this uh, myth- Mythbusters. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the fly- flies and <laughs> Go get some vinegar flies. and honey. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find out on our next taping who has more flies. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you are right, John. Generally speaking, we don't. Uh, we encourage students to not take an approach of uh, being a dickhole <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to, to, to young men and women. Just it's, dedicate an entire day to not being a yeah, dickhole. Yeah, it tends to not be a particularly effective classroom management strategy. <laughs> because if you're a dickhole and then someone does something really egregious and you're already a dick and you get mad, mm. no one's going to take you seriously. Nobody takes you seriously. Young lady, no one likes a dickhole. <laughs> <laughs> but how will this affect our future shop teachers of America? Uh, well, Industrial I, arts, Jeff. You know, Industrial. because I remember you know being in uh, middle school and having shop class. I only had shop class once in middle school for thirty days. Me too. Or twice, I guess. But quit screwing around. You know, we weren't we weren't allowed to put our feet on the round rungs of the stool. This guy was this guy was uh, very much very retentive. Yeah. yeah, he had very specific rules. Interesting. Yeah, so that's what I think you should impart on your classes. Uh, very specific rules. That all, <laughs> specific arbitrary rules. Arbitrary specific rules. And 50,000 pages of notes S- yeah, that you'll never rules. use. No, I, I did actually work into my intro pack because I only had like four rules for my classes. And they were all general. Just just be respectful to each other. Be respectful to the teacher. Things like that. Well, but nice. I always say yeah, common sense. Terms but I, like respectful are meaningless to kids. Yeah, they are. But I, I just used it as a blanket term because I knew I could give them a list of 150 things specific not to do and they would just forget it. So when they were assholes, I could be like, "What are you? What are you doing wrong?" Oh, be like, "Rule numbers one and two, dick." Um, <laughs> but I always worked dick. one rule into the bottom of, them, of my thing that if they ever listened, listen to, oh god, it's a country, but Florida Alabama line or Florida Georgia line. Oh. and if they ever did that in class, that I reserved the right to hit their ha- to hit their cell phone with a hammer. And so <laughs> I had a student who called me on it one time, and just to like, so I I had like and I planned this. I carried this piece of shit iPod that I had from when we were at Cal, yeah, around. And so when the student did it, I reached, I went over, I took his phone, and I put it in my pocket. I went back into the storage closet, deposited his phone, got the iPad, came the iPod, <laughs> came back out, and maliciously beat the shit out of this thing on the table in front of everybody. <laughs> and I that gained me a lot of respect though, because when they realized what was happening and they realized that I wasn't serious, everybody was they got a laugh. The kid ah. cried. <laughs> Everybody cried. else thought it was great. <laughs> so was this when you were uh, teaching college? No, this was in, in Virginia. This in, was teaching middle school. So you were teaching the middle kid school. Cried. Oh, I made several cry. Yeah, and, but many of them were because of very, very candid, like, look, you know, sit down one on one, face to face, man to man, and just explaining to them how big of a dick they're being, and then when it dawns on them that they're being a dick, they. Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. And eventually you get to the point where you're dull to that, and you're like, yeah, the the tears of children sustain me. Can I collect them? (laughs) Then they cry more. You know. Uh, I've either contributed to the problems of this generation or helped to to curb them. I don't know which yet. We'll We'll find out when we get old. We'll find out when we get old. And they have to put us in a nursing home. (laughs) Have them cry into a jar so you can drink it later (laughs) for strength. Oh. oh, salt water. Yeah, Babcock's a dick. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think not, but now that you expect these older fellows, you know, they're professionals. They should be able to take it, but, like, it, it's whether or not, like, I don't think it's, like, an, a question of character. It's a question about what fucking works and how do you get the best out of your out of your people. Right, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe the, you know, all these players, they're just soft. They're Have you seen them? Have you watched hockey? They're not soft. 
Yeah, when I hear when I hear <laughs> the mule saying that he got PTSD from this, that's yeah. We're talking about a, a, he was a, a guy who, whose job was to go in front of the net and take a beating like all the Swedes tend to do. The these Patrick Hornquist, like, like he, Patrick like Hornquist, yeah. but he couldn't take an emotional beating. Well, he probably thinks to himself, like, I go in front of the net and get whacked with sticks all the fucking time every night for this guy, and he's still being a dick. What do I have to do? Score more. He sounds like a guy with daddy issues. <laughs> Don't be Swedish. So what you're saying is your coaching style is you'd, you'd be a dick. Probably, yeah. I think so. Because I know they can't hurt me. Because <laughs> I'm the coach. Oh, I'm the man. coach, so why would, you know, they're not going to... Hurt me. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna round up this topic with <laughs> with a quick Mike Keenan story, and okay. uh, and I'll I'll hand the baton off to you, Lawrence. Oh, okay. Okay, and uh, so this is the level of dick that Mike Keenan was, much in the similar vein of uh, Babcock not letting uh, Chelios skate in the Winter Classic in his hometown, which Chelios just sat and drank beer on the bench. Apparently, that just came out. This <laughs> <Yeah. game. laughs> So oh, it wasn't man, all I, a loss, then. It wasn't all a loss. <laughs> I no. love Chelios more and more every time I yeah. hear stories about so, him. <laughs> in a similar fashion, Mike Keenan. Uh, Dale Howardchuck, Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, yeah, another Dale one. Dale Howardchuck, of course. Uh, he was playing... That's who, some old-time hockey. Who grew up in Buffalo, and his grandmother was dying. The St. Louis Blues go to play in Buffalo. So this will be the last time that Dale Howardchuck's grandma can come see him play. Healthy scratch. Just <laughs> because he could. That. And that was Mike Keenan who did this? That was Mike Keenan. What an asshole. That's not nice. I know. It's very mean. There's like never a reason for that. It's not like you're scratching some, you know, the, the 26th man on the on the roster kind of thing. You know, it's... This is a Hall of Famer. We're, we're, we're talking about a yeah. guy that, uh, elect, in the 94 Rangers, which was another stacked team, mm -hmm. uh, Alexei Kovalev was, uh, I think he was a young guy, rookie, Alma, I think. But Yeah, I think he was a rookie. But player. he was a prominent yeah. prominent player even at that age. Uh, would take shifts too long. Keenan left him out there for eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now that's called teaching a lesson. Kovalev thought he was being rewarded. <laughs> <laughs> so the lesson was kind of lost on him, but I mean, <laughs> the lesson, lesson was lost. And, and, and he scored a go-ahead goal on that shift. <laughs> <laughs> so for so you, it paid off. <laughs> so for you listeners that don't understand hockey, a usual shift lasts about a minute, minute and a half tops. Not usually about a minute. You're on the ice. You skate for a minute. You go as hard as you fucking can. You get the fuck off and go to the bench. Eight minutes. It's a long. That. Time. that is a long, long not damn like time. Die. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, Keenan was such an asshole that he's he destroyed his marriage during that '94 season. <laughs> and after they won the cup, he took the cup home to his apartment, all by himself, and he was just there, just him, and then he cried. <laughs> Because he destroyed his life to, to a a achieve, and then skipped town to go to St. Louis the year after, so. <laughs> because he didn't think that he would get the credit for having a, you know for for the him being responsible for the cup because he had such a sack team, and no one's giving him credit for that cup. <laughs> so, no. so, I, I kind of put a little button on that. And uh, Lawrence, uh, I believe you had a little bit of a topic to discuss. Oh, Lawrence, I did have a little bit of a topic to discuss. Yeah. So. Um, mm -hmm. My, the one topic I wanted to bring up on this show, and I hoped we'd had enough, we had enough time for it, and luckily we do, is um, recently in the news, there's been a lot of talk of uh, bringing back actors who have died and de-aging actors to perform in, other, in new projects. De-aging. De-aging. Explain hmm. that. Okay, on Netflix right now, there is a movie called The Irishman. The Irishman. 
It's supposed to be very good. It was good. bad Al Pacino. It didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be very good. Stars Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, who has returned to acting. That was my Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> A heavy... <laughs> that was very good. Thank you. <laughs> is that funny to you? That's terrible Joe Pesci. Boom. Um, <laughs> That's right. Joe Pesci is in that movie also. Yes. And, and they've all been de-aged in this movie. And this is this is becoming more common now. Made to look uh, considerably younger. They said they're looking sixty. Here's my Joe Pesci. Here's my Joe Pesci impression. No, 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 snicks. <laughs> but yeah, it's, and it's not even with the use of makeup. <laughs> it's not even with the use of makeup. They just digitally de-age them. de-age them. Okay. You know what? I want to see a buddy film. Okay. Starring. Like why haven't why hasn't the uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern duo like why didn't <laughs> like, why didn't that go past Home Alone and Home Alone Two? I feel like that could have been like well, a, uh, like Chris Farley and David Spade. You know how they had yeah. two? Well, they only did two. They movies. only did two movies. It was only two <laughs> movies. But you know, if if Chris Farley hadn't died, I think that could have. Kept and they going. probably would have continued on. But Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern still alive. Both yeah. You know, and we're uh, twenty five years after Home Alone. True. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole nostalgia angle was is a big fucking cash cow right and they, now. To yeah, be exactly. Fair, yeah, yeah. To Ooh, nineties. Yeah, go get Macaulay Culkin out of whatever right gutter he's in exactly. right now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They did have a lot of chemistry together. I know. That's yeah. what they should. They should have been like a, a duo. Like there could have been like uh, Harry and Marv yeah. movie, like a spinoff series of movies of like Harry and Marv pull, like bumbling their way through heists. I think that could have been pretty cool. <laughs> well, when they made the third Home Alone movie, well, the third Home Alone it's like after that, like one and two, they're, they're, that's yeah. Home Alone after they're, that. They're, the only they're ones completely you different watch. movies, so I don't even know why they gave yeah. it the same title. Well, the third it's kind of like Beethoven's, Beethoven's third. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, there's no no uh, Ch- Chuck uh, Broden, Charles Broden, 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 Chuck Broden, Chuck that, Broden. Chuck Barry? That I was, like I was like thinking of Charles Bronson and Charles Broden. What a weird combo! Although both guys from Pittsburgh. Charles Bronson's from yeah, Pittsburgh? Yeah, I didn't know that. that. I, know. I knew Chuck Broden. Yeah. Charles, Charles, what do I keep calling Charles him? Charles Broden. Like I know him. Charles. <laughs> Chuck Scrotum. Charles Groden is, yeah, I knew he was from Pittsburgh. Yeah. As evidenced by uh, Beethoven's second, where they're at the amusement park. Yeah, yeah like some sort of like county fair yeah, or something. Yeah, like a carnival or something. He's like, the Jackrabbit, the Racer, which are, of course, roller coasters in Kennywood Park, yeah. uh, which is near Pittsburgh. Which we've discussed on this show. We yes, have. we have. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, uh, uh, so about? why are they de-aging Charles Grodin anyway? No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not de-aging Charles Grodin. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're de-aging uh, stars <laughs> so they can uh, keep their shelf life going is what it is. You James, know? James yeah. Dean is the one that yes, I've been that's hearing the, the most about. Is, yeah. oh. Not only are they de-aging actors, but they're bringing them back from the dead. Yeah. With holograms. Yeah. The first time they did this was actually years and years ago. They did this with Nat Lawrence. King Cole. <laughs> Nat King Cole. That was just a video screen. <laughs> yeah. I it was a hologram. That's what you are. They did this with Lawrence Olivier in some sci-fi movie that they made in the late 90s, early 2000s. And it was very badly done. In fact, it was just Lawrence Olivier in... where I can't remember the name of the movie. He played a Nazi dentist. Ooh. They also did it with Olivia... Soprano in The Sopranos. Ah. Yeah, because I was watching The Sopranos for the first time mm-hmm. uh, probably like a year ago or something like that. And I I think, it, I want to say it was like one of the first or second episodes of the second season mm-hmm. where 
it's Tony Soprano. He goes to see his mother, and something just looked off about her. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Did she die? <laughs> and they did some weird trickery with, you know, computers or something. And it uh, turns out they, she died, and they used some weird trickery with computers or something. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. So, but, but, but today, how do you get the act? Like, so, how do you get dead actors to say stuff? They need uh, so there's there's so much deep uh, fakes. Yeah, have yeah. you seen the deep fakes? Yeah, yeah. there's the technology behind this is fucking it terrifying. Is. It, it <laughs> is. It is. And you're responsible, Mr. Tech. I know, I know. And I had a kid driven, who, was, who was quite gifted at making mm-hmm. them, actually. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's driven by pornography. It is. Yeah. Which, <laughs> there's a video of me floating somewhere <laughs> on the internet of me singing a song. In yeah, it's not pretty. Yeah. See if going to like the Mars could help pornography somehow, <laughs> then we would have been on Mars thirty years yeah, ago. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> so, the, but you brought up the James Dean thing. They are bringing James Dean back to life to star in a new movie about the Vietnam War, <laughs> which he died before the Vietnam War yeah. even took place. <laughs> Why James Dean? I don't Why? know. It could have been anybody. Because he's cool. What? They should have Steve McQueen come back. Yeah, you know that yeah. would be, he would. I've watched yeah. that. Steve McQueen. Actually, you know what? I, speaking of uh, you know putting dead people in shit, yeah. One uh, car commercial that I saw probably about ten years ago, mm-hmm. which long after Steve McQueen's been dead, True. was the car driving around, and then Steve McQueen got out of it. Now, for those of you that don't know, Steve McQueen is the coolest motherfucker who ever lived in <laughs> ever. Yeah, it's true. It's, yeah, it is. You true. can't debate it. You know they should use this technology. To get Rick Moranis into the new Ghostbusters movie, since he won't do it. <laughs> yeah, he really won't. He just won't. Ooh, a Little Giants reboot. <laughs> Ed O'Neill's got to put the wig back on again. <laughs> yeah. Ed O'Neill and his fake hair. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, I don't know but, why. It's, but, not, it's not particularly great, but it's love. It's it. really not a good movie, but it's fun. <laughs> It's a fun little movie. We tried talking about this in the old show. the uh, the The whole idea that the uh, the nineties or the uh, the kids sports related movie is only had a brief run from like ninety two to ninety five. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're all gone now. Little, but little I'm stepping over your big I'm one. Well, that's your topic. It, it, that's fair because my favorite of those movies was Rookie of the Year, of which the was year? directed yeah. by Daniel Stern, who we brought up. It was and directed also by you, Daniel Stern. Yes. Well, I know he played the uh, goofy guy, Phil Brickman. Right, I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't it, seen a floater pitch since Snuffy McGee. <laughs> <laughs> but it also featured John Candy as the announcer, Cliff Murdoch. Right. Cliff Murdoch. That's beautiful. <laughs> that was, which I was a great name, I yeah. thought. And they didn't credit him in the And in Gary the Busey as Chet the Rocket Stedman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's one of the best Salisbury steaks I ever had in my life. <laughs> no Salisbury steak could ever be the best. <laughs> and that was Gary Busey before he went nuts. Yeah. What happened to him? He had a motorcycle accident. Yeah, no Whoa. shit. You brought this up. Wait before. a minute. No, we were talking about this before yeah. the show. When I thought the motorcycle accident was like no, at no, no, the, no, no. Hold at on the beginning minute. of like adulthood for him. Hold on a minute. Oh, Lawrence, do you know? It? Do you know more about this? I thought it was in the, in the 90s. No, I don't know. Should no. we pause? And look it up. Man, I didn't even realize Gary Busey was in that movie. I'm, I'm shocked <laughs> to learn that. Actually, have, have you seen? Oh, he's the good. other main character. It's been yeah. a really long time since I've seen the movie. We could look up. You when probably Gary didn't recognize Busey had, had a mustache. Uh, that might have been it. Yeah, this was prior his motorcycle to my uh, accident. My culturing. So I do remember hearing about this, but oh well, it, it doesn't matter. Anyway, John Candy is in that movie. And my fear is I will now never be able to compete for Hollywood parts <laughs> because they'll just keep putting John Candy and Orson Welles in all the parts that I can play. <laughs> Lawrence Lawrence fills a very specific so that, niche. That, yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be fat, dead actors that get in the way rather than your inability to act. 
Yeah. You didn't like that one. No. Come on. That's, that's one I'm very particular about. I'll, I spent a lot of time on uh, it. I, I, I guess I crossed the line. I didn't mean it, buddy. You know no, that. it's okay. I'm I love sorry. you, <laughs> Well, of course you do. I'm driving you home. Yeah. Somewhere there's a Hallmark movie waiting for you. Yeah. Well, no, because... Because they don't have things like that. There's no that. fat people in Hallmark movies. <laughs> yeah, but if they can now, yeah, it's they can de-age well, Lawrence could be the grandma. That's about it. <laughs> or the grandfather. Yeah, like I could be the Asner. <laughs> I'm not Dom DeLuise. <laughs> You're not grumpy enough to be Ed Asner. That's true. It bothers me, though, that... And to the wider point, it stifles new actors Stifle being... Stifle yourself, Edith. It stifles new actors from being discovered. Yeah. Or getting work. When you can just go and, hey, I can get Steve McQueen to play Ooh, this cool character. I have an idea. Well, we have a movie that's cast entirely by dead people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it isn't going to end up just being a novelty that kind of fades, though. Well, I worry about that, though, because now... I worry about it because, specifically, you can do it and they won't complain. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point, yeah. Their estates can complain. Yeah, no, say, their estates... Of their they're estates just counting being. the cash. The, the estates yeah. are going to get the money, and, and why would they complain? Yeah. Right. Ooh, let's do The Godfather Part Zero, starring Marlon Brando. <laughs> Prequel. <laughs> a skinny Marlon that's Brando. One too. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is John Cazale had Wild five. one Marlon Brando. As a young Vito Marlon Brando. As a young Vito When I did Guys and Dolls, this is absolutely terrible. They asked me to sing. I don't sing for any of you pansies. See, I do I think I do a pretty good like Godfather Marlon Brando, but you do like I do the younger Brando. A young a young just generally pissed off at everything Brando. When they asked me to do Mutiny on the Bounty, um that Faye director. I mean, I, I, I had a lot of, uh, I had a lot of nice food, but they, they, I kept splitting my pants, and so the costume department they yelled at me for it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to quit, but they wouldn't let me out of the, my contract. The studio system sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a hypothetical for you, though. What if they could? What if they could have de-aged Fred Rogers for "It's a Wonderful uh, Day in the Neighborhood"? They should have done that. That would have been cool. <laughs> Wonderful. <sighs> It's Beautiful. a wonderful day in the neighborhood. I'm sorry. On, I'm Mike. sorry. I'm a few <laughs> yeah. beers in. For you didn't the have day. cable. You should know this. <laughs> I didn't have cable. You're right. Well, we, we also didn't get very good satellite uh, reception. I mean, to be so. fair, to be fair, I mean, as an insider on the production, yeah. uh, <laughs> I do happen to know that the original working title of the film was "You Are My Friend." There you go. You are my friend. You are special. Special are you? I'm going to keep going till somebody stops me. <laughs> You are my acquaintance. I wanted to see how far you could go. <laughs> I was just curious. But yeah, so uh, I, I don't know. I worry about that. You, new actors could never get work if you could just bring back any dead actor you wanted. But is it going to be good, though? <sighs> that, if it, well, I, we don't know that yet. I don't think that, th that no matter how sophisticated the technology could be, I don't think it would ever be good. You know why? Because you can't direct shit that has already happened. Yeah. You can edit it fairly but well. They don't but... do it that way. I think they use, like, other people to be their bodies. Yeah, they use stand-ins a lot. Yeah. And where do the voices come from? Computers? Old, old, old information. You know, old... They can, well, they can, like, load the, the... They can have the voice in a computer. Yeah, we can make and they can tell the sing, computer. Yeah, yeah, you can <laughs> make <laughs> the computer <laughs> do whatever it wants. Like, with the voice, the, the computer can turn the voice into any words they want. Auto-tune the shit out of that. Yeah. 
They can but this do is ridiculous things. As it's been brought up, this is very new technology. Yeah, and we don't know right now. Edge. This could just be a fad thing. Or, I don't think audience. I think it'll be a novelty for a little while, but I don't think audiences will be interested after. Heaven forbid, a that, couple that, of years. That no, they because are. before it, before that happens, before people aren't interested anymore, it's going to come to a, a, a climax of Where, an entire movie yeah, made entire of old actors. That's what that's going to happen. The Avengers. <laughs> oh God! Right. The Avengers of old dead guys. <laughs> it's gonna. You know what's going to kill it is is John Cazale had five movies, all nominated for best picture. John Cazale is. Whatever in the next Happy Madison production. <laughs> How the hell thinks I'm smart? <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're very, very smart. <laughs> Back to school. Oh, oh. God. So that, that's what I had to say on that topic. So uh, I'm going to throw it back over to uh, the next topic, whoever has one. Well, I, here's a segue. We got a transition. Oh! We got a transition. <laughs> because yes. this, this was another topic that I know was on the list. Because this, yes. this, this, this kind of ties into that, the oversaturation of streaming services. Ah, yes. So here's, here, here, here's an, an instance where I could see this maybe having a degree of merit. Because there is now this ridiculous demand for content. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Because there are fucking 19 Everybody streaming services. Everybody has a streaming service now. Yeah, we pay oh, more yeah, streaming you know, I mean, services when, now. When I was a cable. kid, it was three channels on TV. That's all you had. <laughs> You're bored. You go out we and play cable. with a stick. I know. Yeah, she had cable. We, we did have cable. We got cable when I was but not like not, a, not downstairs. We didn't have cable in the other room. Not good Down, point. Downstairs. Mm. We only had cable up in the living room. So. But but even I mean you know even still game. it's so oversaturated. <laughs> You've got Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime Video. All these things uh, have different things on them. Studios are now becoming reluctant to lease properties because they want their own streaming services. Yeah. CBS, the, for example, the market is not going to be able to sustain. Sustain, exactly. And people are going to start pirating again. I think what's going to happen is what's going to happen is something. It's probably Disney is going to end up monopolizing. Disney Plus, they're already yeah. monopolizing the rest of entertainment. Got, so why not monopolize the, the streaming do, yeah. services too? Well, Disney Plus. When I realized I could watch The Simpsons on Disney Plus, I was like, "Wow!" To be fair, I actually gave Disney Plus a, a free trial period because I wanted to watch The Simpsons. And the the layout is still a little wonky. Yeah, it's okay, but it's yeah. it's 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 new. I mean, it may improve, and it is fairly cheap for a streaming service. It is cheaper than Netflix is, but at the same time, they also own a piece of Hulu, which I already pay for. Yeah, they could just they could just put that content there. Yeah, but okay, so but you, they co-own it. It's a co-op. I deal. think what you're going to see happen is I think the three that have already existed: mm-hmm. Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu. Mm-hmm. And Hulu's even a question mark. Because Hulu's interface is bad. It is, yeah. It's, it's very quite bad. bad. It yeah. is bad. To find a show on Hulu, it's fucking oh, it's, impossible. It's very hard. I haven't used Hulu since Hulu was like the place to find stuff for free. Yeah. Which is a long time ago. A very long time ago. Before <laughs> you can watch day probably after before television. Netflix was even past the you know shipping out DVDs. Yeah. But what I think is going to happen is those two or three are probably going to win out, and. All these other services that are because NBC Universal is is they're going to pop up their own streaming yeah, service soon. They're, they're coming up with one. Well, and, CBS already has one. Yeah, CBS. Yeah, has and it one. stinks, and no one owns it. They have that, <laughs> they have one Star Trek series that has reasonable merit, and that's about it. And, <laughs> and they right. have a new Twilight Zone. I've heard about. So I, didn't know with, about that. I don't know if it's any good. With but. all this fragmented content, and let's just say we'll just assume for the sake of argument that every streaming service is charging the same amount of money per month. We'll say 
Eleven bucks. Eleven bucks. Like the public golf course in Arlen, Texas. It's starting to sound like okay. a like a, a modern Andy Rooney thing. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I'm not complaining. I'm 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 saying what, what I suspect is going to happen. <laughs> there, I pay for I the yellow part one. Disney <laughs> owns all of Fox's content. Hulu has Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> But I own a few a la carte. Netflix has The Office, but they'll be losing it next yeah, year. Yeah, it's, it's going to be gone. <laughs> Damn, i got to finish watching that. <laughs> anyway, the reason I said that is because um, I was wondering when we were going to wrap this up. Because uh, I, I might be going out. So. Okay, so <laughs> I guess we'll wrap it up on that. Just note. like get out of my <laughs> house. All right, all right, all right. So I think what's going to happen is the market's not going to be able to sustain it. So they're all going to shift their content it's, back to who's ever winning. And, yeah. and, and well, the trusted brands. Well, somehow it's going to just turn into a new cable service type thing where you have. Everything's of, a la carte. You know, where instead of a la carte, now you have all the channels and it's going to be a bunch of shit all. Well, in YouTube one package. TV is basically just that. That's yeah. where. Someone's going to turn it into one Pluto package TV. of all yeah, the Pluto, shit. Yeah, Pluto, yeah. Well, Pluto's free at least. But yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah. So instead of paying 100 bucks a month for cable. You're gonna pay a hundred bucks for your stupid uh, Star Wars show with Baby Yoda, and uh, yeah, all these streaming services, and the only thing anybody wants to fucking talk about is Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Anyway. <laughs> fuck. And on I that note, seated. better get the fuck out. Yeah, we're getting called. <laughs> People are yelling at us. Get off. Yeah. So, uh, uh, guys, uh, get out. <laughs> so for Josh, for Jeff, for Mike, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye.